Welcome to a word of influence episode ten. I can't believe we're ten episodes in, guys. It's it's been a long time coming. We took a week off, had everybody enjoy the Awoy project and that long Dragon Ball podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Today I have the creator of the logo. His name is Jacob Somerville and my best friend Jacob Tucker. So we got the Jacobs on today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, what's so cool is that my friend best friend Jacob, he actually showed me what podcasts were and I just kinda got interested in like, oh, it kinda made me want to do one. He showed <laughs> yeah, you're literally the ones that made me. As you know, this is a gaming podcast as we're gearing up for E3, which is about a week away. So we're going to kick things off with saying, what gaming series do you enjoy the most and why? <laughs> Starting off with you, Summer Real. I, I was sitting at work today, and <laughs> I, had saw, I saw something about E3. And I didn't even realize that we're like less than two weeks away from being <laughs> yeah. E3. And I had that like, oh, oh, shit moment. Like, oh, this is about to happen. We're, this is, but then, you know, um, I don't know. You said what the question was about E3? No, no. The question is, what gaming series, what do, gaming you, series? do you enjoy the most? I was thinking about this the other day and I can't say, I, I'm going to have to say World of Warcraft has made the biggest impact. It's the only game that I've played that I keep coming back to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That that every time that there's an expansion, I can't not play it. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, just, just all the nostalgia built into it and like, um, just the, like, there's a reason why people that come out with like MMOs say, oh, it's going to be a WoW killer or, oh, it's going to be a, you know, it's going to oh, it's a WoW clone because there, it's, a, it's the point of, it's the point of standard mm-hmm. for that whole industry and, that's just um, that's just one of my favorites. Now, how many times have you said that you came back to? Let's see, I started playing during Burning Crusade, which was the second expansion. And so it's Burning Crusade, Wrath of the Lich King, Cataclysm, Mist of Pandaria, uh, <laughs> and then whatever the newest one is. <laughs> what is the newest one? It's <laughs> Legion, but I can't remember if there's one after that. No. No. <laughs> no, yeah, there is. Warlords of Draenor, and then... Oh, uh, <laughs> So, all of those I've played. Not, like, heavily through, but I always, like, started, played for a couple months, and then gone, because, you know, there's other games in the world. <laughs> but this is the only one that I keep coming back to. My cousin got me into that game. Back in Burning Crusade, he was like, oh, man, you gotta play this game. And I was like, oh, that sounds weird. I don't want to... That sounds really weird. Next thing I know, we're locked inside of a room with the windows boarded up with blankets so as not to let sunlight in. And we played a week straight. Like we, we wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning, play until like 5 o'clock in the morning, wow. go to sleep, take a nap. And did that for a week, okay? And then like at the end of the week, my stepdad made us mow the lawn. And this is like having six hours of sleep throughout the whole entire week. Or, you know, around like math and stuff. Um, yeah, we almost died. It was, it was awful. It was very awful. What about you, Mr. Uh, I don't know. The Witcher means a lot to me, but that's, I mean, it's relatively new. Uh, Red Dead Redemption meant a lot. But 
Probably the biggest is Borderlands. Borderlands? Yeah. What? Oh, I didn't think about Borderlands. <laughs> well, I don't know if me and Somerville would be as close of friends if we didn't have <laughs> yeah. Borderlands couch co-op. Borderlands is the reason me and Tucker are pretty much, like, really good friends. Really. Yeah, it's just... Like, what was the first thing that I've said when I walked into the house? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is Somerville's first time in my house. And he's like, it smells like Borderlands. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I said the exact same thing. You know how you get them smells, and you are like, you smell something, and it just takes you back. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know what it was, but so, what exactly is Borderlands? Is it kind of like a, I don't want to say a knockoff, knockoff of Fallout, or is it similar? No, to like, no, it is post-apocalyptic. It's essentially because they go to a new planet and the, the not the apocalypse, but I guess. What would you call that? Steampunk esh yeah, esque, kind of. It, it's just, it's it's in. I can't find another game to compare it to. It's an FPS PG, yeah, first person shooter player. And I think it might have been like one of the because <laughs> it's got really good RPG elements into it, but it's also got really good shooter elements into it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's you know hard to do. Like I like Fallout, but I didn't really play like Fallout Three all that oh, much. Really? And I don't, like the first Fallout game I played was New Vegas, and even then, it's, there's not like a whole. It is. I'm not gonna say it doesn't feel RPG ish to me, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel RPG ish to me. Mm-hmm. So, what is the story of Borderlands? Because I've personally never played. Well, all of them are completely different. It's normally a group of people, misfits generally, and you trying to take down some... Ba- in the first one, actually, you're going to try to find a vault. They're vault hunters. Mm-hmm. And they promise you massive and, amounts of loot yes. and, 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 and guns and wonderful fine. things. <laughs> it never happens. It never that's, happens. That's and for really? a 10-year-old game, there's a spoiler. You get to the vault, it's a monster, you kill the monster, and you don't really get And the game's loot. over. And yes. We, me and Tucker were sitting there playing. This is like, I don't know how long we've been playing. Like maybe a month or something. Maybe, maybe a little longer. Because back then, there was a there was a place called New Haven in the game. And you could, uh, I, I don't remember how exactly we did it. But like you could just, there's chests in it. And you just go open the chest. There's a chance you could get a legendary or whatever from the chest. You get the gun, sell them, and then save an exit. Yeah, right? we'd save an exit. And you come back. And, and the chest would reset. reset. Damn, and so. so we would just do that all day, every day. <laughs> we did that for like three weeks, <laughs> and just got all the best guns in the game. We were like, "Oh, we're gonna go finish this game." That's gonna be ma-. Maybe that's the reason why we did, were really kind of uh, disenfranchised with the <laughs> ending because we we had already found the, the vault. The, the actual <laughs> vault was New Haven, and that's the beat the New Haven uh, days. Yes, <laughs> yes. So did every one of them end it that way? Just like, no, no. Say. The second one, it was, I mean, you go to a vault, but it was, yeah, the vault like, was a, you, after the first game, you find out that these vaults are not really vaults, they're monsters. Oh. Or like, they're like, they're, well, they are vaults, but they're like usually vaults that contain some sort of guardian creature mm-hmm. that is supposed to be locked away or something. Mm-hmm. And then they had the pre-sequel, and I didn't play, or we played the pre-sequel, then they had the Tales from the Borderlands. Yeah, which is a... But, I saw something today, <laughs> that they might be doing some E3 stuff. 
Yes, yes, I heard about that. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, so for Borderlands three. <laughs> Borderlands three, wow. which has been a long time coming. Yes. Now, do you wow. feel like do you feel like the pre sequel and like Telltale games was like uh, not needed? Because like, did you ever play the Telltale games? Uh it was actually free on PSN this month, and I <laughs> put it in my library, but I haven't played it. I heard it's good as far as Telltale games go. It's one of the better ones, from what I heard. Did you play it? Not yet. Uh, I do plan on playing it. It'll be my first Telltale game, mm-hmm. which is yeah. Really, but so, so how how do those play? Because the only thing I've seen are like there's storytelling games. Yeah, there's storytelling, and then it's all choice based. You make a choice, and it affects. So is it, does it just play through like that? Is you just basically just make choices and watch a movie? I, I believe so. Yeah, I, I, I'm. Yeah, that's like how that main game is. Okay. Like, it's kind of like a pick your own adventure type thing. Yes. Yeah. But with QTEs, some of them, I I know at the beginning with the original Walking Dead Telltales, it was somewhat time-based. But I think they've kind of went away from that. And like, some choices, it's like, oh, it's gonna, doesn't matter, but... So is there a difference between that and Life is Strange? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't played Life is Strange either. But you can, you can, yeah, you can control a character. In you can't control the... Character, yeah, you can move about the 3D space, right? Yeah, I don't know if there's anything like I don't know if that's exactly, yeah, in Borderlands. Uh, well, it's still all decision based, so that's what I was kind of curious, yeah. But just the way that you play the movement through the world, I believe, is different. The one is just narrative based movement and decision, I believe, and then Life is Strange is you actually are moving around 3D space and. Okay, that makes trying to figure some stuff out. Yeah. So, what makes you guys enjoy post-apocalyptic things more in video games, like Red Dead Redemption? So part of me feels like it's because it's <laughs> it's almost like an inevitability. Like I think at any given point, everybody's ready for shit to hit the fan. Because <laughs> yeah. you, you you talk to anybody, it's like, "What you plan for the zombie apocalypse?" Oh, well, I'm gonna go to Walmart and buy a gun. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna go down to the grocery store and then. Me and my cattle are going to go, and we're going to go in the middle field. I talked to my mom the other day. She's got a plan for the zombie apocalypse. Really? So you just move up here, and then we'll just go down the woods, and there's nothing out there for like 20 miles. And I'm like, look, it's like three miles. <laughs> there's something there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then just because there's nothing within three miles doesn't mean that something might not walk through right. that day one yeah. day. But, yeah. Not, uh, I think I think it lets people role play in their head what they would do if that did happen but also I mean stuff like Fallout you I don't know I don't play it like it's post-apocalypse right I play it like you're like you're the wanderer like you could be a savior I, I know some people play it either all one way all the other way my altruism probably comes through a little too much in those games and I tend to play the savior of the wasteland whereas I know Somerville might be the no see I the anti-hero I, I fancy myself as the anti-hero but I always make the right decisions like, um, I, my morality comes through and I'm like I can't this guys but then everybody does that little thing you like save scrub oh yeah no, I'm gonna murder this entire town right now and then I'm gonna go back and say I never did it this, this guy was a jerk to me guess what I'm saving right now as you're saying these mean words to me and you're dead in five seconds. You gotta imagine like the perspective of that like shop owner or something. Like you see somebody talking to them, no, you can't have that. And they're just like, save wheel. 
Save your oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of it kind of reminds me of the Dante's Inferno game, like where you have, where, if you ever play it, like where you go to the depths of hell and you, like you have to read off like this person did this. Do you want to save him or kill him? I'm like. Uh, I don't know. This is kind of like, tough. What, what would you do? <laughs> I think Fallout's cool because because I like the. I think we need more games with perspective, like of like. And what I mean by that is, I like the. Uh, it's like, okay, what if the Cold War happened? Continue, continue, yeah. continue and went nuclear, or you know, whatever. What if all this nuclear technology advanced into this direction instead of that? Because it's like one of those things that was like, yeah, this might could have happened. If, yeah, if this thing happened, hmm, that, make, that makes sense. So, has there has there ever been a game that, or would you say Skyrim, maybe or no? No, well, Skyrim's an RPG as far as gameplay. Uh, I would say Skyrim, but like uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. I mean, it is a post-apocalypse. It's not a first-person shooter. It's third-person. But it is very much what happens if something takes place. I'm not going to... I haven't played it yet. I don't want to go too far because it's (laughs) relatively new. But it's what happens if things go wrong in a certain direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what exactly... Sorry, guys. What has what has made you disappointed in the gaming industry with the current systems? As to say, the systems or the games? <laughs> we, we go both. both. <laughs> we can we go both. <laughs> we, we can go. Let's go first with PlayStation, Nintendo, and Microsoft as a, as the companies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, as far as the companies go. Yes. Uh, well, and their consoles. And their consoles. Because. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I I still don't own an Xbox One because I feel like they hurt me after I owned an Xbox 360 only. And then they come out and they're like, yeah, we got this TV box that does TV things. Yeah, no, that wasn't appealing to me. I have a TV box. I don't need the Xbox One to do that. Uh, so I want PlayStation 4. But now, looking at it, being older too, it's neither of them are really that good of a choice. When it comes to, you about to go into the PC master race? No, 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 PC master race. I'm saying as far as like what they can do when they first bring them out, it's that thing of we're going to get them and then we're going to make them pay more, and it's getting more and more yeah. prevalent. You, it's it's already bad enough that all these games have DLC, but now the consoles have DLC. Oh, the Xbox One S comes out five months after the Xbox comes out. Xbox One comes out. It's like, well, I mean, what is the point of that? Yeah, you know that technology was... I understand that. And then, oh. Oh, it takes us until... That comes out for them to be able to do one terabyte hard drives. I don't know who in their right mind thought that a 500 gigabyte hard drive was okay to install video games on. Yeah. Especially newer... Trying to run 1080p, not really games with higher resolution textures that and the PS4, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but you have to have double the space of what the game says it needs. So if you have a 50 gig game install game, that means you have to have 100 gigs free on your PlayStation. Which then theoretically means that you can only have four 50 gig games. Right? 
No, yeah. five. Yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah. But really not even that, because the 500 gigs is actually taken down by the operating system and stuff like that. So really you can only have four 50 gig games. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I know some people, that's okay. But me, I, I like to go through games. I play sports games. So what, I have to either choose between playing 2K or FIFA for a few months and then uninstall and play the other one. Yeah. If I want to also keep Fallout or The Witcher on my console, and I don't <laughs> yeah, like you said, The Witcher doesn't get removed. Whatsoever. No, Witcher's not getting removed. <laughs> I'm going back to it. I swear. <laughs> I got to. What would you say, <laughs> My disappointment kind of ties in with that. It's two parter though, because one is with entirely Nintendo. And okay, well, we'll get to that here in a second. Because if you, yeah, we'll get to that here in a second. Um, the other part is it ties into what you were saying in that um, I think that when ga- when the gaming industry started off, it was more of a niche type thing for people who Definitely. were in- interest- interested in it. it. Was game you know gamers made by people who wanted to play that game, so they made it and they made it available to other people. Yes. Nowadays, we're, now that it it is a cash cow, yeah. that gaming culture has become a, a, by a large part. Uh, popular culture, very much. Um, I think that you have people, corporate giants that move in and they 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 encompass all these things. They Blood buy up. They one might say. yes. And <laughs> but <suckers>. but but <laughs> what? I think I think we we're going mm-hmm. through that that shitty age right now. But at the same time, I think we're coming out of it because if you look at uh, the way that EA, uh, Ubisoft. Um, all your Activision, uh, all the ones that are the typical bloodsuckers that are like, we're just going to release the same game every year. Yeah. Or we're going to release this with DLC. Some of them are learning. <laughs> I think I think a lot of them are learning. I think a lot of them are learning that, like, hey, we can't just give these gamers like this crap and expect them. Because uh, Destiny, what they did with that. Yes. And, uh, which hopefully Destiny uh, 2 will be... It's probably gonna be the same, but at least hopefully it'll be a full it'll game. Be the same, but it'll, yeah, the whole, I think they're trying to make it more of a full game. Um, but you know, things like that—that that was a big disappointment to me. Um, just going through all that, which like we had this these systems that are a great platform for excellent games, and I see these little bits and pieces of, of like brilliant technology in games. That I wanted to see incorporated into other games that people could learn, like the whole Nemesis system from um, uh, Shadow of Mordor. Yes, brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. If you could put that into some other games, like imagine like a, uh, a Borderlands game with that in it, like you find a skag, it's just you know, it's like oh that skag <laughs> killed me three minutes ago and it's, one, it's back from my blood. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then there's Nintendo. Oh, that's and it. <laughs> I love Nintendo. Okay, my, my first console was a Super Nintendo <laughs> entertainment system in which me and my brother pretended it was the slide on Casper and we stuck pennies in it and just with that you know, little slide button to pop it and we would push it down and they would slide into the thing eventually it broke but yeah. those, you know Super Mario Legends like all that like those were my Pokemon um, all that shit I loved it but I feel as 
and I know I haven't played Breath of the Wild yet. <laughs> Great okay. say. I haven't played Breath of the Wild yet. I haven't played Breath of the Wild yet, and I haven't got a Switch. <laughs> so I'm gonna watch what I'm saying. But as of as of right now, sometimes it feels like I grew up and Nintendo didn't. Mm. And <laughs> And they, I feel like sometimes they don't progress with the with the technology that's available. And one of the, and I don't know. There's a game I love. It's called Monster Hunter, and it's by Capcom. But whenever they first released it, it's, it's big. It's, in, it's real big in Japan and stuff. But I think one of the first ones was on PS2 that they released it. I didn't play the PS2 version, but I played the PSP version with one of my friends, and I got really into it and stuff. And then the new te- new uh, wave of technology and stuff came out and they took the you know you could have had an opportunity to take it to the PS3 update the graphics make the gameplay really good but they didn't go that direction they went, they went to the DS or yeah. and, and and just went mobile with it and I'm just like what do you what what why yeah. why would you do that this is a, and I think they're bringing a new one to Switch though yeah so um <laughs> But that still that still might not have I don't know if it does but does it it will have internet yeah or it has it now yeah it's right now so I mean I guess that's something that you because I've always heard him talk about Monster Hunter and I've seen it and I thought it looked all right it's a really fun game bro and it's something that <laughs> I know the co-op on one of the versions was pretty good and it's like yet another a co-op game that you can play with friends. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's something that I've always wanted to try, but I'd like to play it in co-op. Mm-hmm. And if it did come to the Switch, I still don't know if that's a Switch seller to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I've been talking for the longest time about how I've wanted to live like an adult, not like an adult, you know, <laughs> but like an adult Legend of Zelda game, which I think, from what I'm hearing, Breath of the Wild is that. Can be, but like, how do you? How do you target both kids and your older? Well, you, I mean, you find a middle ground. You know, I mean, you got to stay true to your audience, but at the same time, I, I understand that. You know, stay true to your audience at the same time, trying to attract Expand new customers new. because you want. I mean, that, there's got to be some sort of capital there for the game to continue being that's, further. That's speaking of which, has your niece still playing been playing it? I know you. Said I don't know. She she's waiting for her dad to help her play it. So that's, oh. so that's the thing. He, we talk about trying to get new kids to it. That's going to be hard, I think, nowadays in age. Especially trying to get kids into something like Zelda, which yeah. is a RPG, right? They're just probably a little too slow paced for some kids nowadays, right? Because mm-hmm. of the games that are out now that are opposite that. You get right? like a rhythm game like Hatsune Miku or, or something, not, like something really fast. Yeah, or like something that you can drop in and drop out of. That you don't have to throw hours into. Like, how many hours did you throw into Breath of the Wild? 100. 100. Right? Those games are going to be hard to get newer generations into because they have these quick playing games and they're used to quicker content and they might not want to drop 100 hours into a game. Mm-hmm. Right? They might drop 100 hours into a game over time through dropping in, playing a little bit, and dropping out. But, like, my niece would rather play on her iPad some animal vet game that's like a farm simulator or whatever then play Breath of the Wild by herself and struggle through and learn. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's tappy-tappy easy to learn instead of Breath of the Wild, is it? Whereas when we were kids 
and even people older than us, when they were kids, they didn't have very many games to choose from, mm-hmm. right? So if you got Legend of Zelda, it, it, that's your one game that you get to try. That's your new game. You're going to try it and play it, right? You're going to learn eventually. I don't remember how many times like I've, there's been games that just... Did you bash your head against the wall and just like, I gotta figure this out? <laughs> Orcarina Tom was probably. Oh, the... <laughs> God. Uh, Water Temple? Yes. Everyone's. Like, I can't. Oh, my God. I'm not gonna be up to it. No, I'm done. I'm done with this game. Like, like An hour like, later, come That was back. probably the hardest temple. I'm not even fighting the boss or side boss. It's <laughs> like a dark boss. But like I said, it was probably one of the hardest games. But that's the next question I can. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. What defines a casual gamer? I consider myself a casual gamer. Do you? Do you? I do. I do. Um, even though I game like constantly, like I don't ever do it super hardcore. Well, let's let's like, get into what you mean by casual gamer. Because I mean, like, there's the negative term casual gamer, yeah, which means yeah. you're like a casual, and you're <laughs> like the, it used to mean like people that only played like iPhone games, mm-hmm. and they called themselves gamers. They were a casual gamer. But now I can kind of see what you mean. If if you have a job and you work full time, you kind of casually play games, mm-hmm. right? Because you first off, you're not professional. You're not you're not on if you're not on Twitch streaming eight hours a day, then you're definitely not professional yeah. gamer in that sense. So yeah, I, I'm. I, I thought. And I'll go back to the World of Warcraft thing. Whenever the this expansion for Legion, when I first started playing it, I went, went, I went into it with the whole heart of perspective that I was just going to be super casual about it. I wasn't going to join a guild. I wasn't going to try to raid. I wasn't going to try to do any of that. You know, the the, the base of normal content because they have where you get there's a raid finder and you can do the you can do all the content without much of the dedication and effort. Because used to be if you want to do a raid, you had to find a group of people called a guild and it, show up at the time. Anyways, I went in, I found a guild, and I started raiding and trying to be hardcore about it. And I just, it doesn't work for me. I don't, I, like, I can't dedicate time to any specific game at any given time. I just have to play whenever I'm available. Which, granted, I, I, do, I have a lot of free time, and I choose to fill it up with video games, but at the same time, I don't consider myself obligated to uh, play anything. Oh, yeah, I'm feeling you know obligated. I mean? So, like, did you, like, is, is that what took you so long to beat The Witcher? I'm asking, because, like, you, you went through a slump. Still hasn't right. finished Mass Effect 3? <laughs> uh, <I'll>, yeah, <laughs> because I'm going to go back to the Xbox 360. No, <laughs> no, I'm not going back to that. I beat, I put, I put more time into Andromeda than you did, I'm more than sure. So, maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely sure I did. Uh, I put way too much time into that game. But... No, Witcher. Did you know when the story to end? Was that? That was it. I was literally like three or I think three missions away from beating the main story, and I got to where like I was using the strategy guide because I wanted a certain ending. You see, I don't think that's the way you should play it. No, I don't. I don't necessarily either. But the care, the way a character was affected by the game, I wanted because I liked that character so much. Siri, I liked her so much, I wanted her to have the best ending. Right? 
I want her to have her own game because, I, look, I didn't play, like, any of the other Witcher games other than this Witcher game. Yeah. And I really enjoyed this Witcher game. Yes, no, and it's... It, like, it's a really <laughs> good game even by itself. Like, I was still kind of clueless on some of the story aspects yeah. and stuff. Like, this dude's reading the books. I'm currently reading. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's, I mean, like, it's a super cool universe and, and that kind of thing. Um, lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's all good news. The Witcher's good, and I like <laughs> The Witcher. <laughs> yes, but... That's wanted Siri to have the best ending. Oh yeah, because I cared for that character. It's one of the few games that I've ever actually like. It's done its job to make me care for one of the characters. And that's what that's what a game really need. Like it. That's what that's what I think drew me into the Mass Effect universe so much. Yeah, was because I was actually sometimes connected to the characters and yeah. like cared. That was one time I did like go back and be like, okay, how do I make sure these people don't die? Because I can't deal with this. They died during this mission. Now, does it take a certain point in the story for you guys to like be hooked in with it completely? It's just it's storytelling. It's character building. Like if if they give me a character and they're like immediately like, oh, his best friend died. I'm like, I don't give a shit about his best friend. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I have no emotional. But if they're like, oh, we're six missions in. And this guy just fell off a cliff or something. Then I'm like, oh, what? How, how are you going to make it, man? I'm for you. Let's play through this. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, some games do it differently. I mean, some of them they can just... I guess probably writers do this because it's written by writers. But books and movies do it the same way. Some of them can do it like in a movie way that's quick. Right? The Witcher didn't do that for me. It was long and drawn out. Right? You, you see what Siri goes through throughout the game and you want to and to me it's I want to make things right by her um, but then like the first watchdogs where everybody else hated the story his niece dies in that not really a spoiler it's right at the beginning of the game and that meant, that didn't mean a lot to a lot of people because it's like it's not even his daughter well I had a niece at the I have a niece yeah. and she's the same age as the girl when that game came out yeah. so it actually kind of connected like yeah. you're you're an uncle avenging your sister and your niece and that fit me you know what I mean so yeah. it meant something but other people I guess it, they don't get that connection it's, like, it's just a really narrow yeah narrow we, scope we something that connects with the audience of the uncle with the sister <laughs> throw that out there yeah well that it's interesting that you guys both like the Witcher because I'm currently going through it. I'm sorry, look for the next topic. What are your expectations for E3? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I try not to go into the expectations. Yeah, I got here's how I feel. Sorry, okay. so, Sony or Square Enix needs to get their shit together mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. because I'm waiting on this Final Fantasy VII mm-hmm. remake and yeah. it's been they're saying it's not going to be released for another three years nah I'd say five because <laughs> you know they just came out there like we need some shit to get these people back on board <laughs> we are making a Final Fantasy game Final Fantasy VII and we're going to remake it and everybody's like oh, they didn't even show any gameplay they just showed like video of like <laughs> yeah. Cloud Walk damn see this is yeah. from Advent Children but, but same but, guy but, yeah. we're doing it but my problem with that is also is that they're going to need Kingdom Hearts 3 to drop soon because... <laughs> we're like, can, how many points can we get in between this? Kingdom Hearts 2.7.5. <laughs> well, like, the problem with that whole franchise or, or company is that when they say that we don't want 
our games to be delayed and have our fan base wait longer. Then you give it to Tetsu that put, is on both both Final Fantasy VII and Kingdom Hearts Three. We have a problem. I just thought about this though, but like if they decide to delay it just to give us a Star Wars chapter, because let's, I mean, come on, no, like tell me, tell me you would not be, you would not shit your pants if you were playing and someone was walking through somewhere and then just the Imperial March came out and Darth Vader just comes out and was like, (laughs) Keyblade Saber, like come on. yeah. Okay. He doesn't know. But yeah. He, he uh, I don't really know that. But uh, no, I get what you mean. That would be cool if <laughs> because it's a property of them now. Yeah. 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 That would be that would be a cool. Wait, Square Enix can use it? I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's a Disney property. I wouldn't. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, uh, they already have to go through Disney to get the other property. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, there might be an extra thing. Like, <laughs> oh, you gotta give us an extra five million dollars for that one. Yeah. Possibly, but if. If you could draw already Kingdom Hearts fans, I'm just gonna throw it out there. Like maybe we just cut the rest of Disney out and just do a Square Enix Star Wars combination of what? Of like a Kingdom Hearts game, but with or like Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy type in. game. That's... Hold on, let me hear hear me out. Darth Darth um, uh, 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 Darth Vader comes in, or Kylo Ren, whoever you, because that gets Kylo Ren make more sense. No, yeah. uh, but we need more Darth Vader stuff. Everybody needs more Darth Vader stuff. <laughs> I think it in first. Dark Maul's good. Don't get me wrong, but, <laughs> but the because of the ending scene of 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 Rogue One, mm-hmm. I need more. I need more Vader. Yeah, no, that that reestablished uh, Vader. But Vader comes in, kills Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, <laughs> murders them. Sora gets super pissed off, has to get Sephiroth to come in. They go Super Saiyan. And they go Super Saiyan. This is like, you gotta get some props. This is Bonkai. Bonkai, look at And then take on the whole Rebel Fleet. I mean, the whole uh, Imperial Fleet. I'm just saying it'd be a bad game. It'd be a, a really cool game. Yeah. Where do you actually take the tree? I mean, I don't. They just announced Far Cry 5. I'm hoping maybe they might have a little bit of gameplay. I don't know. They should. It's less than a year away. Can we talk about something real quick? Go ahead. Why is why is the gaming industry just now cashing in on Middle America? Because because look at Resident Evil. Uh, uh, was it seven? Seven. Going on now? Yeah, Resident Evil Seven. That's set in uh, was that down in Louisiana? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, you're right. We're talking about like Mafia uh, Three, uh, Outlast, Mafia Threes in Louisiana. Classic Louisiana, but just the like southern, like real southern, or um, yeah, I get what you mean. Um, and Midwest, uh, Far Cry. Yeah, no, Far Hope, Montana is the name of the yeah but city. You no, know, it's it's away from the border or the uh, coast state or coast. State. Yeah, even the Midwest, like Watchdogs, right? Wasn't it first? Yeah, but I, I don't. No, that's not Midwest. It's Chicago? San Francisco. Chicago's oh, Midwest. Yeah, you're right. Chicago was right. Midwest, but I don't really consider it Midwest. You know what I mean? Like. I, Whenever I say Midwest, like, I mean, like, the forgotten, the flower states. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, But they're just not, like, that's a whole other type of American culture that they're just, I mean, I, I applaud them for it, but it, it, sometimes I feel like it's a little bit strained, and they're trying to cash in on how creepy people down here can be. <laughs> <laughs> See, the, the thing with Far Cry, I'm trying to be consciously optimistic that could be a good game, but 
I'm it's already I'm having to have a huge suspicion of disbelief or however you want to say that in that they're in America but you know because it's a Ubisoft game you're going to be having to probably climb water towers I assume <laughs> um, and or, and there's going to be like just random patrols driving around and from the way the trailer looked you see like a patrol of like three trucks and one, uh, two of them have machi- auto machine guns in the back of it that's not I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there. That's probably not going to happen anywhere in America. You're in Hope, Montana? No, no, that's where you have to, I guess. That's what happens in Hope, Montana, boy. I guess. But, I mean, and then I hear people talking like, let's just hope that some type of incident doesn't happen between now and the release of that game because, you know, that stuff has been changed because of, like, incidents. Like, I mean, if uh, what happened in Waco, if that happens in Montana for some reason... Now, before this game comes out, that game's probably not going to come out. Because it'll be, like, tied to that, even though it was technically announced before it happened. But, I'm, I'm surprised there hasn't been anything about Assassin's Creed yet. Oh, no, they announced that... Ubisoft announced there's going to be Assassin's Creed at the conference. Really? this time. <laughs> Heard they the to Japan, or China, or another freaking thing other than Europe. I'm They're going to Egypt. Europe. Supposedly, Egypt. there was those leaked screen... Yeah, like, I can see it. I can, like, see it. I'll tell you here, maybe. <laughs> Give me a back. No, no. I, don't, I, I want somebody different. Have an actual Egyptian. Uh, or something. You, you I, 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 but I, I would prefer something besides the 2.5D game that they did in Japan. I would prefer a whole game in Japan. Yeah. Do you guys feel like it was good for Ubisoft to kind of take a year off? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, 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 will, I will be able to answer that question a little bit more after E3, after yeah, I see yeah. what the new one is, and even more after the new one drops, probably this December or November. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, you if it's the same old, same old from all the other ones, right? I'm wanting to go back, not to Assassin's Creed 1, because that one was good. That was... Yeah. one. Of, <laughs> Assassin's Creed is one of my favorite franchises, but they've gone astray in my mind. So yeah, went a little haywire with it. Syndicate so, was good though. I enjoyed Syndicate. I'm know. not saying Syndicate wasn't good. I actually liked that one. What was the one before that? French one. Unity. Unity. I didn't even finish that. One. <laughs> I, didn't even I finished play it. I every Assassin's Creed game except for that one. That ought to say something, right? The frame rate was so bad in it. Yeah, that's one of those things where I think that they were just coming out with like, we need something new every year. Uh, we're gonna have to come out with a new Assassin's Creed again. It's been what three months? We gotta. This one's Assassin's Creed Sewer. <laughs> yeah, which is what that was. It, it simply was that. The streets of French, France, 1800s. It was pretty much a sewer. French so, Revolution, pretty much, if you look at it. Um, yeah, so uh, basically Sewer Simulator 2015, <laughs> whatever year it was. Um, but yeah, but I'm hoping it goes back to, like, they stopped. Like, they have puzzles and missions. Like, you got... It's kind of like a puzzle to solve the mission. Or they have, like, this new newest one you had could solve crimes. That was kind of cool. But I miss, like, the... Find the apple of Eden in this picture. And then you have some I hate that. puzzle. I hate that stuff. I hate really? puzzles. I hate puzzles and games. And I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I just... I, I generally, because I think it disconnects me from actually playing the game. 
I, I can't. I like, can't for understand. instance, the Sudoku puzzles in Andromeda pissed me <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, those pissed were awful. me. I figured them out after a while. Yeah. Like, because I was like, oh, you know, Or if you had enough money, you just bought those little things. Little things. Yeah. But I, I, I spent like an hour, legit an hour on that first. Uh, yeah. No, thing. I was like, what? I don't understand how. Yeah. What am I bought? Yeah. This is dumb. Yeah, and then every time he failed at spawn enemies yeah. that you had to kill. Oh, it was, it was Yeah, no, that that was... But then, okay, so those... Did the vault puzzles make you angry? Like, how you had to go through vaults in a certain way? No, those type of things are cool, but, like, stationary... Let me um, move this thing here. Well, yeah. I, well okay, that... Because the jumping puzzle, I, I don't... I didn't like the jumping puzzles in Mass Effect. I also don't like games where, like, I have to, like... If I like run somewhere and I run to this door, I'm like, oh, I gotta find a key for this. So I gotta come back here and do this and then do this and then do this and do this and then this and, and then I find a key to unlock this door. I go three more feet. Those type of things annoy me. Then don't play Resident Evil Seven. I know. Yeah. I, no, I know. Yeah, like I watched. I hate scary stuff, but I cannot turn away from that game. Like I watched somebody play all the way through it. Oh, me too. I don't like scary. Games. I hate but it. Scary Game Squad. Shout out. Uh, they played through it. Some of the funniest <laughs> gameplay I've ever seen, but yes. Have, no, they, that, have they done a Friday Thirteenth yet, or no? That's not really. It, that like, is yeah, a. It's more of a. It's like hide and seek. It's an <laughs> asymmetrical Jason murder simulator. From everything I've seen, like they didn't do a very good job job of balancing the game. Like people who like have figured out like how to play Jason, like you can see everybody on the map as soon as you spawn, right? Because you have that. Jason murderer sense so even if they're a mile or two away across the camp you can still see them oh wow and then you just go to your map you bring your map up you click on where you've seen the map and you teleport, teleport. and then if they're running away from walks at a brisk pace but he has this thing to where like he can go invisible and move really quick like a spirit and so, if you're running away from him, he can go into that form and just pop up in front of you and grab you and you're dead. Right? Unless you have a pocket knife that you picked up and you stab him and get away once. I think there is. But then he, he's stunned for a second and can come right back and get you. I feel like it has some flaws because, like, I was watching my dad watch it on Twitch. Like, the girl was running away from him and, like, was literally stabbing her, but, like, the guy shot him so he survived or some shit. And he actually won the game. Like I'm like, so he won? I'm like, yeah. I don't know if that's like a glitch or. Oh no! That, that, I've seen somebody. It, it's time based. If, oh. Uh, I believe if somebody gets the police called or some if something happens, it's based on time. Um, I was watching a guy. His highlights of playing it, and like Jason literally had him the throat, was carrying them to like do a special, like. I guess probably drowning animation. Uh, wow. <laughs> because you can get some executions like with the environment. And all of a sudden it said he's, you survived. So he had Because everybody else was dead. He was the last one. And he used a pocket knife and he ran into a dead end and he was out of luck. <laughs> but either the guy dropped like game, or he survived on time. He didn't know exactly what happened, but he survived. <laughs> but I mean, I, I was listening to something, and I mean, it's not that old of a game. It's like a week old now. But like a day after it came out, somebody had seen that a 
some player had already had 730 kills as Jason. Oh, God. Right? And, like, <laughs> uh, in a couple days. It's like, that tells you that it's not really balanced. Yeah. So, you guys were, we were talking off air at first. We are talking about fighter games. Uh, like, I personally just got Street Fighter 2 for the Switch. Because I was like, yeah, I need a fighting game. <laughs> and, like, I told him, like, why did you grab it? <laughs> He's like, I needed it. I, I enjoyed it. I forgot how fun it was. What is it about fighting games that you wanted to say? <laughs> I guess, you know... Because you're a big For Honor fan. Yes, I, I'm really, both of us I really <laughs> both like For, For Honor right now is a really good game. Just because I think it combines a good aspect of like a third person. I'm going to say but um, like a fighting game and, and just something else. You know what I mean? Um, but like, I like traditional fighting games. Like, I used to play them all the time. Um... I used to play uh, Bloody Roar. I don't know if you remember that. The Bloody Roar. Uh, Bloody Roar. Me and my dad used to play all the time. And then I played... Actually, I'm not going to say I played one time. I played Bloody Roar. I liked that game. And I liked... Uh, what was the... Primal Rage? Yeah. <laughs> I played that. Th- those are my two fighting games that I played. What about Dead or Alive? Was that any good? I never played I see it. I, I, see, I, I played Dead or Alive. I played Primal Rage. Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur yeah. was... Also, uh, one of them became a little third person, mm. or not third person, but three dimensional. Like you weren't just fighting left and right; you were fighting in a circle. I guess that's what. Like I think two D fight, two D fighting space games uh, are just they feel. Because I was watching Injustice play this morning, and every time I watch, every time I go, to, I feel like that it's too fast paced, and then it's just really, it's just it's too. Horizontal, you know, I like. There's not like on For Honor. It's like okay, you're going, yeah, you're going around in circles, and it's basically you're just looking at them and, and judging, yeah, you know, what kind of thing is going on. But at the same time, if I want to, I can unlock, run around, push them down, yada yada yada. Um, but I was watching somebody play Mass or play uh, uh, Injustice, and it was just like somebody using was it Dark Side. Yeah, he's zombie. shooting lasers, and yeah. it's like this is the literally the most boring thing. Yeah, because he's just like, do 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 do, and it's like this isn't fun to watch. Yeah. Anytime I've ever watched like For Honor gameplay, it's always tense and it's always like in the moment, like oh, oh, he's got to get that reaction right. Oh, he got the parry. Oh, he's gonna get the overhead. Oh, yeah, yeah, and it's, I mean, even though at a high, you can only do certain. Combos, you but can't full swing sometimes. That's what I'm saying. As a casual gamer, yes. it's a good game for me. Yes. And that's where the same is said for Injustice or Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter. You're only going to be able to do certain combos, that kind of stuff, at a mm-hmm. higher level. But at a lower level even play, you still only have... the. It's not as varied at a lower level, right? So, as far as, like, for honor, it is varied. Right? Like, I'll go in, me and Somerville will play together, and I'm, like, nervous because I've been watching these high-level players all the time, and I'm thinking, none of the moves I'm going to try are going to work because everybody's going to negate them because they're probably going to be high-level. No, they're not because they're the same as me. Right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you run against somebody who you can never guard break them or anything like that, so it kind of stinks because if you play somebody who's, you're out of luck. Mm -hmm. No, what do you what do you guys see the problem with uh, injustice then? Well, like he was saying, like it, like do a fifty percent uh, health bar hit, 
uh, combo with Harley Quinn. Uh, but I, it's like, it just seems, and maybe it's because I'm not seeing somebody actually input the controls, but it just seems like if you watch somebody play Robin on that, it is literally, they're just, it seems like they're only hitting one button repeatedly, right? Whereas I don't, I mean, I don't necessarily feel like I'm doing that all the time with For Honor, and that's probably because lower health pools. I just thought of that. Yeah. You're, you're, even the higher health pool characters, it's still not as high as a health pool, it seems still like. You get like a one good combo and kill them. That, that's yeah. Three, you know, that's usually three rounds. Um, or, yeah, usually like two out of three or yada yada. <laughs> well, I feel like some people see the problem is that they just try to take a Mortal Kombat scheme and just put DC uh, skin on yeah. top of it. Essentially, <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. What it really felt like, you know. I mean, but I mean, I would even, even though I'm a huge Mortal Kombat fan, I still have that same general problem with Mortal Kombat. Of, oh, really? I didn't think you were a big Mortal Kombat fan. Oh yeah, that's one of the my like when I was young, I loved that game. Oh. Like even though it was like. I learned the combos and I play a friend who just punches me in the yeah. face. And I think that was one of the things why I like combo or uh, combat game or uh, fighting games was just either I was playing with my dad or my friend or I was playing against a really low level computer that I could just literally like punch, kick, punch, kick, punch, 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 kick, kick. And I have to be like, okay, I got to do a one, two, three, four, four combo and then do overhead. Okay, and then I block this and then it just, it, it's the meta of the games that become really complicated. And, yeah. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with, with Injustice, because I'm, I'm sure it's like a really good game for the people who really enjoy it. I still might buy it just to play the story. Oh, really? You're not a huge DC yeah, fan. I still, cool. I still, I mean, evidently your Superman goes bad in this. Oh, really? And that's what the story centers around. That so, might actually be interesting, just yeah. to play some story. Yeah. So, I kind of want to get it just for that, but then I feel like I don't. that's not worth $60 to me, because I don't know how long the story is. Yeah. And I'm not going to play online. Mm-hmm. Even though the online, like, the custom customization online looks cool. They've almost gone, like, even though they're probably in development around the same time, for honor, like, you can customize, like, your the color of your character, uh, like, what their skin color sometimes, but most of the time just the colors of their uh, guard. Uh, that's one thing that really did interest me with Injustice was that they have that whole gear system and the customization. Yeah. And like, it's not like you don't get to customize your Batman. Like, my Batman is black now, but you get to be like, okay, which outfit is he yeah, wearing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which bat hood is he wearing? Is he and wearing? That was cool. Like, that's a really cool thing. I just wish it was more, I'm not going to say accessible because they would just, I haven't, I haven't played it, so I, you know, I can't say that I wouldn't fall right into it. If, yeah. I'm just saying, from the looks of it, it looks really complicated to a level that I don't want to have to want, have, learn a whole new skill set. And what I want to know, I still haven't got the answer, is are there, for lack of a better word, I guess finishers is the right word, I was going to say fatalities. Are there fatalities and finishers? Because anything I've ever seen, I don't I don't see that. Um, and, and But I don't know if that's because we're just seeing online play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe they don't do that in online, but if you play offline, maybe there are f- cool finishers that you can do. If there's not, I mean, they had them in, in Justice 1. Oh, that. But, I mean... Maybe I, they felt like they were tra- they were getting a little too close to Mortal Kombat. Yeah. 
But they own Mortal Kombat, though. So how is that a problem? Well, maybe they wanted to separate their franchises. Franchises, franchises yeah. yeah. Let Mortal Kombat be the ones with the really cool finishers because um, they can still put blood and guts in them. Yeah, right? like, that would be. I mean, even though I want to see cool finishers. That would be my problem is that it's a team. Get ripped out. Yeah, you can't see that because it's a T rating. Is that because of realism in you that you feel like those would be really cool finishers though? Like imagine like you see like Harley Quinn with the little hyenas just ripping people apart. Yeah, yeah. Or because he's so strong that one of his is like (laughs) he's pretty much still Sub Zero's classic fatality where he rips the spine out. It, It would be cool to see him do that to Batman. Rip out. Batman's spine with his head still attached and a helmet still on. That would, that would be kind of cool to see. Wow. That would, that would be demonic. Hey, I mean, with, with the addition of Deadpool and Logan, we're on the path. Yeah. We're on the path to enlightenment. We are going toward the mountaintop. We'll get there. We'll get there. Cause we'll, last game topic before we switch gears to movies. Uh, what was your guys' honest opinions of the newest Mass Effect? <laughs> like set up your quick wheel and all that stuff, but like only like three abilities at a time. Yeah. And so it just felt like like, like I, I couldn't really get my combos right because I wouldn't, and either that or like the enemies die too quickly or they die too slowly. So it never felt completely right. Yeah. I didn't have a problem. I know everybody had, like complains about like the facial animations and like the graphics and stuff. I didn't have a problem with that, and I never really look at games for their graphics, anyways. I always, you know, go for game believability in the the characters and that kind of thing. And, like, uh, what is his name? Uh, the Krogan. Not Rex. It's uh, Drax. Drax. Drax super cool. It's my dream. No, buddy. no. Drax, he, like, Drax that, is that whole bar fight, like, super, you know, super yeah. cool. But, like, the romance options seemed, like, really stale and weren't always the greatest and... The gunsmith was good. Other I don't than, know like, you can't re- like the customization was a little weird. It uh, didn't seem like there. I, I maybe it's looking through a <laughs> uh, rose tinted spyglass into your past, but it didn't seem like it seemed like when we played the original Mass Effect series that there was more options as far as weapons. Well, honestly, there might not have been, but it just seemed like it because there was different ammos and. I know there's I ever I because it was like it I, was, I didn't use any I used the RPG once and I was like oh that's really powerful never used it again because I was just like because it costs money and you only get one right yeah, yeah. yeah. it's <laughs> like okay well I'm not gonna do that that's not optimal if you want to I am slightly ticked off that they decided to postpone production of the next Mass Effect game because I still want to know what happens with you know the cat but that's what, that's probably my main uh, problem with the management. I was so hyped. I was like, oh, we're going to go in this new, new uh, galaxy and we're going to be the aliens. But we get there and there's two other races of aliens. And one of them, we don't know where they're from. But it's the same shit as the Collectors, pretty much. Essentially, yeah. They're, like, what did the Reapers do? The Reapers came down, they took organic matter and made it into soldiers. Yeah. It's the same shit that the Ketter did. Essentially. They're, I'm sorry, that's a spoiler. It is, but I mean, you, you don't know the exact details yeah. of how they're doing. Like, but they, it's, just, it's the same stuff. They, they're converting them over. It's boom. They're, that's it's the same thing. And I was like, this, they could have done more with this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe they're planning to do it in the DLC and be like, well, this is why because 
whenever they were talking about the game, they were like, well, we want you to be connected to the cat and understand where they're coming from. And I'm sure that they had a lot more in, like, the all the little logs and stuff that you pick up. Because I read some of them, they're talking about, like, oh, Exaltation is so fantastic, and I love it. And, uh, but, like, you never really get, like, why are they, is what's going on in their place that they have yeah. to come Why out. are they expanding? Why are they on a new solar system? That kind of stuff, yeah. And and if they were going to put it in the logs and stuff like Destiny did, then... Everybody's going to miss them. Almost, Everybody's I mean, going to miss it. Like, because Destiny has the most fantastic, some of the most fantastic lore that I've ever read mm-hmm. that has gotten really interested is in Destiny's Grimoire cards. Yeah. Which I've never read. Yeah. So I don't know anything yeah, it, It's not the story because <laughs> the story's garbage for Destiny. Yeah. Except in the lore. In the in the Grimoire lore. cards. Yeah. I love lore. The, but, oh man, I, I can't get enough of a good game of the deep lore story. That's why I love Mass Effect yeah. is that there's a deep deep lore behind a lot of things. Like you like the Turian Rebellions and the, the Krogan Genophase. Yeah. And the way the Salarian and like just just how like, it, I like that that still affects to the present. Yeah, right. Is cool, and it's cool that like they're they set up the universe, but also but they put the humans. I'm a perspective junkie, and like I like like that whole idea of like okay, there was this whole other galaxy doing their own shit, and then the humans stumbled into it and were like, hey, what's going on? Now we're here. Yeah, and that's what happened in the Mass Effect because they were like they were like, oh, you guys are just like primitive apes. No, really is it because you got like because I remember you guys had Mass Effect really great and they had like a whole fellowship theme and like I love that like with Star Trek and Guardians of the Galaxy of course it was, like it seems to have that feel of like characters coming together to work yeah but depending on how you play it depending I mean, on how you play because you if you yet again almost in a Fallout esque way you can make your commander either be kind of self-centered and a jerk, or you can be altruistic and make the ship your family. Oh, okay. Right? For me, towards the end of the game, my ship was my family. But also, right? it just felt... <laughs> I, think, I think there's this trend in Mass Effect games where they just make the ship clunky as hell. Like, navigating through it. Oh, because yeah. That, that space should not have been that hard to navigate. Like, there was points where I didn't go downstairs because I was like, I don't feel like waiting the four seconds it takes to climb down this ladder. So or, I'm just going to go somewhere else. Yeah, no, or it's, it's like, like... they could have just made a ramp, and they would be like, oh, I'm here, I'm down here now. This is where I'm at. Another part of the problem with that is the ladder was actually the quick, quickest way because you essentially didn't go through the loading screen. If yeah. you went through the doors, it had to sit there and load the back part of the ship. So you'd be standing in a door with your... Face I got stuck it. on that once, and I was like, and I had to go <laughs> down the ladder, around, and go up back up to the bottom. Yeah, like, this is so. Stupid. I mean, I, I like the game. I put over a hundred hours yeah. into it, but it you, you liked some of the gameplay. I didn't. It also, was, the ending wasn't okay. Yeah, I liked the game. I didn't love it. I'm not. Yeah, because I don't like doing comparing games. Is it because the game No Man's Sky was such a letdown? You thought Mass Effect oh. might have been the savior for no. for like science fiction. I didn't even, think, I didn't even no. put them on the same level because no. I'm talking no about like for science fiction, like what you're used to playing. No, it. no, I, I yeah, that 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 game didn't even come to. Uh, it did come to my mind at one point during it because I'm like, I do kind of wish that you could like just go to a planet and, and explore, go down on it. Right, and like 
that there would be more planets and stuff like that. That's the way they kind of made it seem like they were like, "You're we're making exploration a big thing in this one." Yeah, but it was still oh, you can only go down on certain planets. Yeah, Hmm. right. Oh, certain planets at certain points. Yeah, because there's some planets you only go down one time and that's it. You're done. You go (laughs) explore it for one time and then you're off that planet for the rest of the game. You can't ever go back down again. But my problems with her. And this isn't me being PC Master Race or anything. Even though I have a new PC that can run these games better than the consoles, I still play the console because that's where I started. Mm. I play the consoles because it feels more, it's more optimized. Sometimes. Mass Effect ain't. <laughs> right? The, the, I've, I've never really been somebody who paid attention to frame rate, but this was the first ever game that I've ever had to stop because my frame rate got so bad. That I'm like, well, I can tell my consoles had the day. I'm going to stop playing or I'm going to vomit because it would just turn into a slideshow. Yeah. And, I mean, there's... And that was something that turned me off of it. Then some of the mechanics with the shooting and stuff weren't the greatest to me. They have a cover system that didn't always want to work. So, I mean, it's stuff that they can build on. Yeah, but that's right? the thing, though. It's like they're, this is their fourth game. It should they shouldn't have, have to build on it. Right. Like, okay, here's all the problems we had from Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. Which weren't that many. Weren't that many. It was and mostly story and decision-making stuff. And the ship that people get pissed about. Yeah. But we're going to take that, and we're just going to go, this is where we're starting at. And that's where I was hoping, and that's not where... Well, really from were. what I've seen from the company, don't or It's, it's a EA, right? Yes. No? So... They really go by fan demand because didn't they change the ending to Mass Effect Three? For no, guys? no, they didn't no. change it. They added. Uh, they basically filled in some plot holes. Was all. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's because so I think a lot of the big thing was like at the end of Mass Effect Three, like you basically got one of three endings, and you didn't really. It didn't really feel like all the decisions that you had made from the past three games really affected that ending. Yeah, it's like so no they more. went in and like added some cutscenes of like, oh, you chose to save the Rackley Queen, so here's what. There's what she's doing nowadays. Oh. And that's kind of how the end of this game was. Yeah. And like, and, 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 not even then. I'll say that. Like, I, I really didn't feel any of the effect of, of my decision in that game. I, yeah. was, I was hoping that at the end they were going to be like... Because there was like maybe once or twice during the game I was like, oh, that might have been a shitty decision. But yeah. I didn't really get any repercussions from it. No, no. And I, I mean, I don't... I don't want to try to get too spoilery, but I don't know if that many more people are going to play the game. And I think so, that, that might be why I'm still kind of ticked off that they're delaying the second one, because I think that I've, I hoped that they were going to resolve some of those things. Because mm-hmm. you know how it's like, oh, you chose to kill this person, or you chose to let this person go. Mm-hmm. So in the next game, they're going to try to come back and kill you or something like that. But, oh, you chose to let that someone go? Yeah, <laughs> I found him later. <laughs> wow, that's cool. Hold on. Oh, shit. The main someone? <laughs> you let him go? No. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. I'll have to ask you off. Oh, off there. Yeah. Because I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I actually don't know. I just think it's interesting to hear your, your guy's perspective because my dad absolutely enjoys it. Yeah, his dad it. played it a second time. Yeah, second time. I tried. I I, there's no way. I was going to go back and do like, and I was like, well, he's like, yeah, I want a different relationship in it. Well, yeah, have fun with that, Dad. Yeah, because I wanted to. I started with as a guy, and I wanted the relationship with the uh, the 
chief science officer up front. I was like, oh yeah, she, no, she's like, so cute. And then you're like, oh, she's a lesbian. And I don't. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he's. Well, I guess I'm starting over. <laughs> who, who did you go with? But I ended up going with Phoebe even on that second one because I was like, I, I bet you that's who most up. people chose. Well, because of what, what are the like Cora? Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're right. I mean, uh, Jaw. Yeah. <laughs> There's like the female version of Jaw. Like, what are those people? I didn't even... Oh, I tried to hook up with her on the planet. I tried to hook up with the scientist chick. Never. I, I tried every time. Because the, they said that the they were. Yeah. They, 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 they were just like, uh, there are like casual hookups in this game. And then like the serious ones. And it's like, I want this chick to be my side piece, essentially. Yeah. But I, she. I think you could have a serious relationship with her. And then, like, Phoebe and, uh, maybe Cora that you can do the side relationships with. Hmm. Uh, what? <laughs> Jaw kind of got a little creepy sometimes. You're like, hey, buddy, hey. Because I wanted to be Jaw's friend. I'm like. Yeah. He's yeah. like. Yeah. He, he came on a little hard. Sometimes. <laughs> but family means everything to that species. <laughs> but that's another so. thing. I feel like they were too close to the, with, with, they tried to make him a little bit too close like Garrus. Do you think they try to make him like Garrus or like Thane? I think maybe like a combo of both. Because he's got the eyepiece. He's kind of the outsider. He's a sniper. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, I get what you mean. I thought they tried he to He stays make... in like the engine room. <laughs> yeah, but I mean... Vetra? Yeah, I like Vetra. Vetra's cool. Vetra, but to me, Vetra's she... my homie. She was very much Garrus-like in that sense. Well, maybe so, that's just the Turian. There. Yeah. That's pretty bad that... They're putting this, uh, what you call it, like... Stereotype. On, so, like, all Tyrians are the same, right? It's really? like, well, that's not... I mean... It might be there. I mean, all I Tyrians mean, love calibrations. That's... <laughs> that's, what, that's what we learned. <laughs> calibrations is what they love. And they still do it. <laughs> what are you doing, Garrus? Oh, I'm calibrating. <laughs> and that was... I'll be in the engine room, Shepard. And that was Mass Effect. A drama to the four? For Jarbida? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so would you recommend it for people to play? Or? I would. I would recommend would it. Would you tell them to go back and play the first one? No, you don't need to. No, really. you know, because it takes place... Uh, 600 years afterwards. Yes. Yeah. I guess, yeah, you're right, because of the distance they travel to Andromeda, but really, the time period that they left is between the first and second game. Yeah. So, really? Yes. Oh. It's either first and second or second and third. I believe it's the first and second. Which I already knew the plot twist at the end. You know what I mean? I guess that maybe have been like one of the things they were like trying to allude to was like, oh, this is going to be a plot twist and no one's going to see it coming. I saw it like I already knew. I was like, oh, they probably <laughs> left there because they somebody figured out, oh, there's Reapers coming, so we probably need to get the hell out of here. They were like, oh, no, we're just looking for a new place. It's like, I played the third game. I know, I know that you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I know you know. They didn't know Reapers were coming. Yeah, they did. Like, that was the whole reason. That they left. Spoilers. Do you not re- <laughs> finish the game? Yeah, I finished the game. There's nothing about Reapers. Well, it's not really a spoiler because it's like the third game. Yeah, there is. Like it, if you uh, unlock all of your dad's like memories and stuff, like talks about the person, whoever's funding the project, found out that there was... Oh, I didn't unlock all his memories. Found, like, found like. out that there was going to be a major uh, a bit happen in, in the other <laughs> way, and they find the recording of like... So then it has to be after two. Because in one was the Mass Effect relay finding and that kind of stuff, and two, two towards the end of two was when the Reapers showed up. I think up. it was in between one and two. Had, the Reapers hadn't showed up yet in one and two, had they? 
What? At the end of one, there were no Reapers yet. And at the beginning of two, there wasn't Reapers yet, was there? No, no, at the beginning of three. There was, at the end of uh, Mass Effect 1, there was a Reaper. And at the end of, uh, no. They had the Reapers in Mass Effect 2. You learn, Mass Effect 2 was when you were starting to learn about, like, what was going on. And then Mass Effect 3 was when they came. Yeah, so I, I so I guess it has to be because because Sovereign was going Sovereign yeah. was controlling the collectors. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah, but it, would I recommend it? I, not full price, <laughs> yeah. right? I, but if you want an RPG that you can sink some hours into, I I, I I'd go. It's for a cool it. universe to get into. Yeah. Like, if you're wanting to get into the whole Mass Effect universe, I would recommend that you play Mass Effect 2, get the Dark Horse Comic Edition, and it gives you like a comic for the whole first game, because the first game was kind of clunky, and I, I, didn't, I never played Mass Effect 1. I played Mass Effect 2 and 3, but kind of the Mass Effect 2 came with like a Dark Horse comic, interactive comic, where you could pick all your, and it would carry over into 2. So oh, that's what I would recommend. Cool. You get that one, play through that, and then go into 3, because those two games right there are really good fantastic story like the storytelling in those and like the the decisions are, are I, I think they're fun I think they're some of the, they're some of my favorite games if you can go back and play them. that's yeah. that's part of the problem well, you can get them on PC now you're, you're right yeah I know but uh, I'm not going to go back and play them on PC <laughs> I played all Mass Effect 1 all Mass Effect 2 and then got burned out on Mass Effect 3 because it was all like within like a few months of each other yeah. So <laughs> no, well, there's no way I did it in weeks, but it was all like I ran through those games because I had played them because when they came out, it was either that or Assassin's Creed for me. And yeah. I played Assassin's Creed, so I later went back and played Mass Effect and got burned out. Okay, yeah. Mass Effect Four Andromeda is available for PlayStation Four, Xbox One, and PC. Nine nine, just thought I'd let that out there. Now let's get into these comic book movies that you guys enjoy so much. Because you guys, like Jacob over at Tucker, has said that um, Deadpool and Logan have ruined movies for him. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not so good. Yeah. I mean, the only... Like, Guardians was... Both of the Guardians movies are still good. Yeah. I, right? Like, but of, I don't know if I can go watch an Avengers movie now. Because it's like... I, I just... I don't know. I don't know how. I, it's going to take well, me going and seeing them. Maybe it, it, it'll be like, people talk about they go and see movies and it's like, you just don't care and you just go in there and it's you having fun. That's how some people still go see Transformers movies. Right? They just think it's going to be a spectacle. Maybe that's what Avengers should be for me now. Right? Because I know there's going to be a few funny moments, but nothing's going to be as funny as probably Deadpool. Yeah. Right? So and I the rated R I, to me that is the way to go for some of them. I don't know. If yeah, they, I, I don't think Avengers should be rated R. Yeah, I think they should keep the kids for that. There's violence for the sake of violence and like profanity for the sake of profanity. But then there's violence and profanity for the sake of character. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Deadpool people because if you remember like before Deadpool was started, they had that test footage and they were like going back and forth and what, um, and everybody was like of. Of course it should be rated R. I know Fox was like, no, but like we, we just think PG-13. I think we could do it in PG-13 and it would be good. And it's like, yeah, but it's not going to be what it needs to be. And like, 
Logan was fantastic. Like, (laughs) just fantastic. Like, a whole thing. It's just... You didn't even have to know anything about the X Men no. or to just to see that. That's a good movie. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, and considering, I mean, I'm not even. I did. I've seen X Men Wolverine Origins. I didn't see the one in Japan. So yeah. it's like you don't have to see the X. You don't have to see the Wolverine movies to understand this because right. this is all a going away future. Pretty much go away. So yeah. yeah, the reason, like, I think Deadpool was. So fantastic. Not even just because who Deadpool is and like what that character is, but I think because of the way that he breaks the fourth wall, I think it brought comic relief into an industry that sometimes gets a little full of itself. And that's I think I think that's DC's problem. Definitely. I think DC takes itself too seriously, as where Marvel knows what its characters are. No, that's a question for I to ask you. What is it gonna have to take? For DC to become a good movie franchise, to ditch Zack Snyder, which <laughs> we know the <laughs> Justice League—he's about to and um, um, Joss Whedon is taking over. Yeah. Is he really? Because yes. Zack Snyder has a move. Because uh, yeah, daughter movie. passed away. Yes, committed suicide. Yeah. Uh, Rest in peace. Uh, well, I I don't know if it just takes that. I think it also takes like I know a lot of people don't necessarily like the character, but like. Cyborg, right? At least from like other media like Teen Titans and that stuff, he's a funny guy, right? Why don't you have, why can't there be some comic relief through one of the characters, right? I, Flash might be that in this, yeah. but I still feel like he's gonna, it's gonna be like. He's the MVP of this shit. We are like, I, like throughout Marvel movies, okay, so. It's it's the area that com- that translates comic books into our old comic books into movies. It's some of the things they don't translate well, and I think Marvel does a really good job at looking at those things and pointing them out and being like, "Yeah, we know." Like um, the whole like I don't know I've never read any Guardians of the Galaxy comic books or anything, but the whole like Taserface thing, uh-huh. that was hilarious because it's like somebody named you Taserface. You know? Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, DC is just like, Martha! Martha? Like, they, at that moment, they could have just been like, really? Like, oh, that's kind of funny. Like, made a laugh moment of it, and then found something else <laughs> instead of having the whole moment pivot on that and trying to be serious. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, ah, this doesn't work for me. No, no. You, it, I, <laughs> and I don't think it works for a lot of people. It's not... People are going to see it because they're fans. Yeah. yeah. Right, and that that might be why it won't change, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe Josh Whedon will be able to make it change, but or maybe not. You know it's almost I mean? done, isn't it? It comes out in November, so yeah. It, so, but if he does well enough finishing that up, he might get the next one. But then is he even going to be allowed by a studio? Comes out in November, oh. yeah, but there's two parts, so oh, <laughs> yeah. See that that's. <laughs> Talking yeah. about what's ruining gaming yeah. industry, that's ruining the movie we, we industry. Yeah. Movie, we just put it up. Yeah. yeah. That, Which, you know, I haven't seen it yet. It might lend itself to... Because it is a lot of characters, and they might need to... But it, no, At least they're not doing what Marvel's doing. Because Marvel's doing the same shit. Yeah, no, and I, I don't well, agree like, with that either. Like, but that's the thing, though, Like with the whole Affinity Wars that's supposed to come out with the two-part screen. I mean that's why, that's why, <laughs> like, why. but they yeah, like, the, we thing, the thing about that is is that that automatically lends itself to be in two parts because you have like a 
fucking like ten movies. Spider Man and Black Panther. Because Black Panther that movie was fantastic too. Say now nah, <laughs> you like you can't get past Man, I, I can't get past like the dude sounds like he's putting on an accent. You didn't like him? I, I I mean I like Black Panther the character, but I, I the, he, he, like I'm like is this dude putting on the whole time like is he putting on an accent or is he really from? Did you look it up? Yeah, he's from Charleston, North Carolina, or South Carolina. So like I've heard I'm more than sure I've heard him talking. I don't think he had, and it's like it, it seemed forced. You know no, what I mean? We're talk about forced accent. Go back to freaking uh, Age of Ultron with. <laughs> oh, oh, with the, the Romanov twins. Ever. Yes. Yeah, I was like, what is? We are the Romanov twins, and we come from Russia. And see, like, what, what that's is, where. See, this is where two different takes on it, and I think one did it better than the other. You can't say in the Marvel universe who Scarlet Witch's and Quicksilver's dad is because he's a another Fox, property. Yeah. He's Fox's property, uh, but but how you, you didn't have to make him run. Look what X Men did. Quicksilver wasn't rushing. Quicksilver no, and that Quicksilver was super dope. Yeah, you know what I mean. Who Evan Peters? Yeah, yeah. and they could they could ease. Like I know that they're different properties and stuff, but like I mean, come on, let's like scratch each other's backs here and be like, can we use your Quicksilver for this movie? Yeah, no. <laughs> like, and then now, granted, it wouldn't work technically because. I believe, unless there's going to be some kind of storyline, which I doubt with the way X-Men is, of to why... Because I don't know if they're always twins, the Romanov twins. I don't know if they're always twins, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. But, I mean, they kind of made it insinuated in the movie. If you have a a universe that has a a giant multiverse in it, and you can pick from whatever, why would you pick the Romanov twins... To be played by two American actors that can't do that accent very well. Like there had to be some kind of casting call, and they were like, "Well, can you do this accent for us?" And they're like, "Oh, that that'll work." <laughs> like she's a she's a good actress, Elizabeth Olsen. Yes, yeah, she's a, she's a really good actress. And, and I don't think uh, I think his name's Aaron Tyler Johnson. I don't think he's a bad actor, no, but he both. can't do a no. Russian accent or. Eastern European, yeah. I guess, would technically be the right thing to say, but no, yeah, that that was definitely bad. You're right. <laughs> I take that back. It wasn't as forced as his. Yeah. But no, I'm also See, and to me, like if that the the African, it's, it felt natural to me. It felt natural, you said. Yeah, it felt yeah, natural like, to me. Like, I, 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 I didn't notice it at all. I thought he was a fantastic character, and I thought he did a fantastic. I, I like the character. A fantastic. I keep saying fantastic. Oh, by the way, Fantastic Four sucked. <laughs> um, besides, besides Michael B. Jordan, did you but, see? Okay, Michael no, was good in that. But, um, I haven't seen it. Don't watch it. Oh, I mean, can we talk about Venom? Yeah, we, like this like, is comic book time, like, bro. Like, hey, boy, and what? And what? You know her? No. Yeah, Venom? they're, they're making a standalone Venom movie played by, by Tom Hardy, isn't it? Yeah, who? Tom, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy's playing Venom. Yes. yes. I don't know if I can see that. Oh, oh, oh! We got a thinking face on. Oh, yeah. no, 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 no! Let's I, let's enter it's a word. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, it's, I'm, no, just, it's I'm like, thinking of him like. Uh, Venom's jacked normally, right? <laughs> he played yeah. Bane. Yeah. That's not him, but it's it's him. It is him. He is Bane, right? 
But he kind of lucked into that because... And Bronson. He played Bronson. Yes, he bulked up for Bronson. He can bulk up for Venom. I understand that, but if you've seen him ever since, he's not really... He's went down to his original weight. He's not that big of a dude. Actors change weights all the time. He's a good actor. I know, I know. And I'm hoping that means Venom will be good. But I didn't know that. It's better than what? (laughs) Toe for Grace? Definitely. Anything is better than Toe for Grace. Uh, Like, who made... I just want to be in some of these casting rooms like, hey, can we get that guy from that 70s show to play Venom? That would be great. Somebody who's never read the comic or who just doesn't know anything about it made that choice. (laughs) Just like whoever... Which one was it where he saved the subway train? Doc on Spider-Man 2? Yeah. Evidently, whoever directed this movie has not seen Spider-Man 2... Right, the new Homecoming movie, because oh, what? Guess what? He's gonna have to, Do it to stretch his arms out and have to struggle and almost rip himself apart to save people again. But this time, it's a boat that got cut in half and not a subway train. You know what I mean? To me, that already kind of bothered me with Homecoming. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm like, ready for I, it. I, I mean, I know you're ready for it, and I'll go see it. But it's just. The like I'm like that's totally just Spider-Man two from a subway car and they all, they almost had it whoever uh, whoever did the Amazing Spider-Man they almost had it there because the Amazing Spider-Man was a good movie but the uh, uh, Amazing Spider-Man two was not a good movie like they they scratched that fine line between like teenage angst and like teenage angst and edginess to yeah. like com- you, you know yeah yeah name me three of the Marvel movies that you had. Just didn't care for oh, Marvel movies. Yeah, Marvel. Captain America. Um, Iron Man three. Is like, everyone, oh says, everyone says they like Iron Man three. I don't know. I don't. I don't know because it's yeah. been so. I am. I will announce on your podcast. I don't watch movies more than once. <laughs> yeah, generally. you don't. Yeah, I, I so don't because I. I know the story of the movie now. Right? Yeah, it like you. You do, you do learn more things when you watch them multiple times. But like, there's very few movies that I can sit through. Yeah, I've watched Deadpool a few times. What was the other movie recently that I've watched several times? I, I don't even uh, remember. Uh, but like you, like Tucker, you've even said that when it comes to Marvel movies, you don't feel like you have to watch the last one to understand this one. Remember when you saw Civil War and all of a sudden Ant Man was introduced and like I told you that there was a scene. That was in there, and they just plotted it into Civil War. Yeah, and you just said like, I don't want to feel that way. Like, I had to watch another movie to understand. Yeah, this no, movie. I don't. I don't like that you have to. Like, <laughs> I watched Ant Man after I watched. Um, Civil I've War still never Civil seen Ant Man, so if it, you want to go, yeah, it, like, it's actually like a. Pretty <laughs> it's funny. Good, it's, it's actually good. pretty good because I was like, all right. No, no. Well, no, uh, but it's it's like me and Jim both watched it by going into it and being like, oh, it's probably going to be like okay, and we were like, this is. Pretty good movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what? Like you said, like movies are dropping this year. Uh, according to IGN, I saw it earlier. Wonder Woman received a seven point nine for their critics. Is that a? Is, 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 is that a good sign for DC fans, or do you think it's a? I hope they do, because because Wonder Woman was, was. I'm gonna throw it out that Wonder Woman was the best part of, but also the worst part. <laughs> Why is it that? that uh-huh. Can I turn this on? Yeah, if you want. Can't see Paranormal. Uh, uh, you... Because she didn't feel like anything... She felt like Superman should feel. Right? Well, she's the daughter of Zeus, so... I understand that. And But it was like... 
I don't know, like, they couldn't make it seem like she couldn't be hurt. You know what I mean? Like, nothing the monster did in Apocalypse. Was that Apocalypse? And Doomsday. 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 Uh, no, do you think it's that the whole empowerment of women? Uh, possibly. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know if it's that. Maybe it's just, I, I don't know. But it was like, he would smack her and she would go flying, but it was like, oh, well, not her. Because you know, like, if, and I'm all for women's rights and issues and yes. stuff. Like, I, I try to further those and I try to help. But there would be a whole gang of people if they let one, one woman get smacked around at all. And if she up and be like, yeah, you didn't. And if some man had a say, yeah, yeah. that would, I mean, yeah. But no, then it was like, she's too powerful. And it's like, if we go I into think, this movie, yeah, like she that. took on Doomsday almost single handedly in that movie. It's like, and I don't know who's the villain in this one. Do we know? Well, I don't yeah. know anybody knows. What villain is she going to have that's going to be any bigger than Doomsday? Right. Uh, besides maybe Apocalypse or something like that that is an overarching. Major villain yeah, for DC. In, in, in DC, no, more like Darkseid. Darkseid. Yeah, I'm Dark sorry. I'm that's, like, that's, that's who. I mean, that's who the thing is for the Justice League. Yeah. So that's their Thanos. I'm Thanos. Yeah, you're Thanos. Thanos. <laughs> sorry. So I was thinking Thanos. Is, yeah. No, I swear there's an apocalypse. Is there? Yeah. But maybe that's what Doomsday is also called. Apocalypse. There is no apocalypse. I mean, that's, I a, that's a synonym for the actual word apocalypse. Yeah. I don't know. But... Like, there's an apocalypse in Marvel. Is there? Yeah, he was in the X-Men thing. He's a, he's a mutant. Oh, that's where I... Okay, you're right. You're right. He's also blue. Yeah. Um, but, no. So, it's like, he. she took on Doomsday. She did the best against Doomsday, right? All Batman can do, which he's a human. All he can do is pretty much move around. Um... Superman was weakened, so he can't really do much. Maybe he would have done better if he wasn't weakened. But still, like, she handled him pretty well by herself. What villain is going to do anything to her in this movie? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I feel like um, that for... Uh, Suicide Squad? Maybe? That's another one. Uh, Thor Ragnarok. Or not Thor Ragnarok. Uh, Thor, uh, was it The Dark World? Yeah. I felt like that one... I felt like some sometimes Marvel... Liked to um, skip through movies just to allude to the Avengers. Mm -hmm. Like whenever they first were getting ready to do the Avengers stuff, they were doing like they came out with Thor and was like they kind of rushed through and like made a, made a point to tie mm -hmm. it into the Avenger movie. Yeah, point. and that's what I felt like they were doing during Batman vs Superman. Was they were like, yeah, there's Batman vs Superman. That's the main thing. But look, here's Wonder Woman, and she says today, wonder what happened with her. With her. You better go yeah. see her movie. Yeah. Oh, and here's files of Aquaman yeah. underwater, and here's the Flash in a convenience Granted, store. They doing the, they're they're releasing the Flash and Aquaman movies after they do no the uh, Justice. Are they? I think so. Yeah. Oh, I mean, right. but yeah. Ivor getting his own movie? I don't know. Because well, if he don't, <laughs> here's the argument. Why the black guy not getting his own movie? What they huh? need to do, what they need to do, is just go ahead and like, just make, just. I mean, can we just bring back like Teen Titans and just make a whole movie out of that? That would be an awesome live action movie. That that would be. I awesome. think they just Star Wars. Like I, I just, I tried to watch that Teen Titans go, and I was like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> I can't watch this. It's like all the funny moments without any of the seriousness. It's, it's totally made for kids. Yeah. Well, when we talk about origin stories, like everyone's like, "Well, we're just going to get the basic of how this character played out." 
Do you feel like what characters like Wonder Woman that should have been before Batman versus Superman or? No, I think it's fine the way they're doing yeah. it. Um, you don't always need an origin story to go into something. It's good for um, characters that are lesser known. Are lesser known. Like, like Black Panther definitely needs an origin story. Yeah. Right. Wonder Woman kind of does too. I mean, we. We but like at the us. same time, that you don't really have to have it. Because that and, and the movie that goes to show that is Guardians of the Galaxy. They had uh, like many, like yeah. They didn't have like individual because each of them has you know their individual yeah, stories I, and stuff. Theoretically, yeah, you could have a movie about Gamora and her being with Thanos, Drax, Drax and, and his family. And they could have came together and then oh, like yeah. oh this is, and they could have done that, but they just threw them all in the thing, and it, it was one of the best movies that I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> so, and they. No, they, did, they did a very good job of being, although the previews I thought kind of ruined it for Guardians of the Galaxy 2, letting you know who his father is in yeah. the previews. But it's, like, I but it's pretty early in the beginning, but it still would have been a cool thing seeing who the person is. Um, but it, they did a really good job of like not bashing you over the head that this is actually, guess what, this is an origin story. Right, these were technically origin stories for Star Wars, right? But they didn't feel like it, yeah, because it still had to do with the team, yeah, right. But it was still essentially both of those movies were Star Lord uh, origin stories. So yeah. If we get another Spider Man origin story, uh, no, that's what this is going to essentially no, be. No, no, they even said that it's not. It's they, not? They, they've already said like we've seen that. Yeah. We're not going to see. I know Uncle Ben dies. I get it. Spoiler for all of you listeners out there. I mean, like the same way with Batman versus Superman, where they told him, uh, his uh, the origin story of Batman. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> you know, that, like we get it. Yeah, it, yeah, again, yeah. That that part was like, well, how did, who at this point doesn't? Who's coming into Batman versus Superman and hasn't at least? Yeah, seen and it's not like, like I wonder where Batman came from. Like, yeah. Yes. Didn't didn't you just watch Batman Begins? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you weren't seeing all this, but like I said, Captain America is probably the worst movie I ever seen. The first one, because I didn't like it till the end when like everything got good. I was like, oh shit, shit's about to go down, and I'm like, oh. it's not memorable for me. Like, I, mean, I don't I don't go back. I don't I don't remember a lot of it. Like there's a few scenes in it that I remember. But the only thing mm-hmm. I remember about it is the guy who kills. Uh, Tony Stark's dad? Right? Yeah. Does his dad die at the beginning of that? Bucky? No. Bucky does kill him, though. No, but uh, at the very beginning, a guy comes in and blows up the lab. Yeah. That guy is actually the main dwarf in the Hobbit movies. <laughs> that's, the only thing, that's the only thing I know about <laughs> Captain America. Movie. Yeah. The only thing I can remember is the chicken Chick-fil-A sandwich I had afterwards. <laughs> 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 like, not even the movie. I yeah. fell asleep through most of it. Like, this shit sucks. Yeah, it, it wasn't fantastic. <laughs> but, like, what, how did you feel about Suicide Squad? I thought it was. I thought did you see it in theaters? I thought it was garbage. No, I didn't see it in theaters. I, me and Jen rented it. I, did you not care for Jared Leto? He's, is that even yeah, a problem? I, that's part of the problem, but at the same time, like some of the characters just felt real stale. Uh, Harley Quinn was good. Uh, Let's put the Native American <laughs> dude in there for, I don't know, four seconds? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Let's have some diversity. Oh, the diversity's gone. Everybody is essentially white again. <laughs> or black. One black guy. Uh, but he, yeah. he's not even black. Oh, you know, Deadshot. There's yeah. technically two Will black Smith guys. In it, you know? yeah. 
crocodile. Yeah. I just don't think they should... I don't think they should have let Jared Leto go with the joke. Like, you know what I mean? I like, see, I, he I doesn't have, have a problem with it. Just I don't really it. have that big of a problem with it. Uh, I, just thought, I thought it, I thought it was I thought it was real cringy and like I guess it's maybe that's what he was going for but at the same I don't feel like it it really captured the essence of what the I Joker also, is you know what I mean I also I don't think he's lying when he says he had way more scenes that established the character better probably right yeah. and that was all on the cutting room floor so we have a bad perception whereas none of Keith Ledger's Joker got cut because. I mean, he was the whole point of that. Yeah. Whereas the Joker was very much an offshoot. That's, of this movie. But that's the thing, though. It's like, why would you put the Joker in a movie and then only get like? And they heavily emphasized yes. that the Joker was going to be in this movie. Yeah, that's what a lot of the advertisement points. Yes, to. no, you're right. And for, is, is yeah, it's it, garbage. It's like, um, what's that? Uh, what's oh man? What's that movie? Um, I want to say Stomp the Yard, but they they advertised it. And most of the average, like all the posters you see, was like it said Chris Brown and so and so. Yeah. And Chris Brown dies within the first five minutes. Yeah, of that's the movie. not that's not the art. Yeah. And it's just like the posters. They have like pictures of Chris Brown and this guy's face, and then like there was like, oh, he's gonna be in this movie. He's gonna be like this big dancing yeah. thing. And he dies, and you're like, why am I here? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That was pre Rihanna, so like. Yeah. I, yeah, it was okay to like him back. Then. Yeah, it was okay to like him. Back then. <laughs> Look at me now. <laughs> One of my problems with. The Suicide Squad is, and this is especially even more present after watching Guardians of the Galaxy 2, right? Not a lot of movies lend themselves to having, like, modern music or even, like, necessarily popular old music. Pop music. Let's just call it popular music. Um, Because, like, Guardians does because of his... Cassette player. That means a lot to him. Well, what I heard right? was that they the, the reason why they edited a lot of Suicide Squad was because Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and you can tell that. Yeah. And, but it's like, let's just get these songs that probably cost more than the movie to make. It probably doubled the budget of the movie. Right? Because they use, like, super popular songs. But that probably wasn't as expensive a song as... Uh, Father and Son, or no, or, no, I'm talking about in Suicide Squad, like some Rick of the Ross, Skrillex, and <clears throat> Imagine Dragons. Yeah, like this song for the movie. Oh, yeah, the Twenty One Pilots. Yeah, th- those probably were more expensive songs than some of the licensed songs they used in Guardians, right? So that made their budget a lot bigger. But yeah, and those the songs... Guardians also <laughs> Guardians. It took because because of the uh, nature of Peter Quill. They were like, okay, we're having the 80s, and so we're going to take the best songs from this. Mm-hmm. Not even the best songs, just more some of the more recognizable songs yeah. and put them in the thing. And it creates like, because that's a good soundtrack, just by itself. No. In and of itself, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Probably two of the best soundtracks for movies ever. I'll argue that, but. Um, <laughs> you argue that? Because I'm, I'm not a huge 80s music fan and stuff. That's not necessarily, it's 70s. Something. 70s and 80s. Like, I, I, <laughs> but in the Guardians of the Galaxy 2, the bar, like. Flashlight, like flashlight, and Guardians of the Galaxy too. Yeah, what was that one of the main songs on there? Um, what was that? It's throughout it. Okay, it's a good song. You should look it up. Oh, okay, I know it. That 
that's my type of 70s, 80s music. It's like funk and soul music and stuff. Well, not all that music is my type of music. That, that, yeah, again, that's why to me, that's some of the, like, yeah, there might be some younger people or even some older people that, or people our age, that don't necessarily like that because they don't know it, right? Yeah. They might like the Suicide Squad soundtrack better. I don't know. But to me, like, and also, like, just, I mean, you were saying earlier, it was like, Phil's Simulator 2017. It was Phil's Simulator 2017. The <laughs> movie was like, oh, hey, you ready to feel? And you're like, no, I'm not ready to feel. I'm not going to feel anything. And you're like, here it is. And you're like, ah, dodged it. And you're like, okay, here's another one. Like, oh, missed it. Here's another one. Oh, God, I missed it. And yeah. you're like, okay, they're done. They're definitely done. They're like, yeah, yeah. We're, we're done. We're done. <laughs> ah, power. <laughs> the feels. Yeah. I, I, I had a tear come up at, towards the end of that movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I did. It came up in my eyes, and I was like, you better not cry during this movie. No, I, I thought the same thing. Father and son means a lot to me. Yeah. And I can't believe they put that in that yeah. movie. And, I mean, it, 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 came, it yeah. came on at a point that I was like, oh, man, this means a lot. Oh, let's let's be a man and not feel. Turn <laughs> off the feels. Don't be on your no, but, no, no, but no. like you guys mentioned, like the, like it's probably the best two origin movies. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> what made you enjoy it so much? Besides it being feeling outside of feeling like an origin story, Guardians you said it. Like the reason why that origin story felt good was because it didn't feel like an origin story. Yeah, it didn't feel like you were like like starting something and being like. Okay, well here, you know, here's here's what happened to this point because I think in a lot of the ways that reflects life. You know what I mean? Like you don't get you don't you're not born and they're like, hey, here's what's happened up to this point. I mean, you get history and shit, but like <laughs> you're like like there's not like a video like okay, we're gonna, we're gonna figure out a way to go forward. It's just literally you're just in the middle of life going, what the hell is going on? Yeah, and you die before you know the ending. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And well, I, and then the Guardians is the essentially to me at least a perfect balance. They do they do everything really well. They got really good actors, right? I mean, I remember who, who would have thought years ago that Batista <laughs> would be that good of an actor. His name's Dave. Okay, <laughs> he's Batista. <laughs> okay, but he does fantastic. Cause I, well, I knew nothing about Drax when going into it. Yeah, and I was like, this is kind of weird. And then I was like, oh, this is like, oh, like. Over his head, like it all that goes over yeah, his head. Yeah, and so like you have you have different types of humor in it, but then like we talked about, it still created feelings in people. Not just me and Somerville. I know other people out there got feelings. So we're cold heartless people. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> create feelings in us. Yeah. Uh, so the fact that it can do both, right? Whereas like we're talking about DC and all their, they're not even doing a good job of making you feel. Yeah. Right. That you don't necessarily feel for any of the characters, right? In the DC movies, right? And they're certainly not making you really laugh. Well, I think right? sometimes that DC likes to, and and if it is, then it'll be great. But like, it some of the narrative tends to lend itself towards more of a noir. As if you look at the logo of the. Of it. it is detective comic, so you think it has to be a little right. more serious? Right. I think it does. I think it lends itself to be that. But like, it doesn't. It doesn't. Come across well enough. Like Gotham is great. Like you watch the series. Uh, I've, seen, I've seen a couple. Of that that yeah. series is like really good because it's like it's a detective show, but it's set in the DC universe, so mm-hmm. it's super cool. And like they, 
DC likes to play around with the whole edgy kind of like real dark and grimy type stuff, but they don't do it well enough to. And maybe it's because we haven't had a rated R DC, DC movie. movie yet. Because you want to talk about dark and grimy, it's not necessarily super but, dark, but Logan is grimy. Yeah. Right. It is the it is the epitome of a grimy. Movie. That's probably the deepest I ever felt for Log- for Logan or Wolverine. Like, yeah, probably the deepest. And, it's, and that's the thing. It's like here it is. We're talking about DC and what they're trying to f- make feel. But here we go back to a, <laughs> Logan, a not a Marvel, but it is a Marvel yeah. franchise. But it's Fox movie that is doing that did what DC tries to do, but just better. And it still has humor in it. Yeah. Right. I know some people complain that like it was just forced humor with Patrick Stewart cussing, right? But that was some good humor hearing yeah. John Luke Picard cuss at Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. They need. And I'm gonna say, take this with a grain of salt. Like DC needs more comic relief in their movies, not to the point of like Guardians of the Galaxy where they try no. to do it with. Um, no, with, I agree with Suicide Squad, but at the same time, like you can't have an, an appreciation for a. Uh, dark narrative without those moments of like yeah this is getting dark because even like the darkest people that you've ever met in your life still have some fun still have some fun, funny moments because yeah. it lends yourself to a dark sense of humor yeah and there's not even dark sense of, it's like I mean I guess there were some parts in with Heath Ledger's Joker that were funny dark senses of humor but how many years has that been now it's good no that was that's, that's what I'm saying that was their peak moment yeah that though the Joker before that, it wasn't that great. It was over the top slapstick with the early Batman's, yeah, right, and then which kind of fit the times. And then, it, go ahead, sorry. No, that was pretty much it. It feels really theatrical. DC feels really theatrical and like it doesn't feel real. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't feel like something I would connect to. No, you're right. Yeah, I think uh, it was. What Marvel has the ability to do is take characters that nobody knows about and makes them enjoy it. That's the thing, though. Like, yeah, like because DC has a, a powerhouse, a stacked deck of like brilliant characters. The Joker is the best written villain. Oh, we just of got all time. We just got. I just looked that up. Actually, we got to go there for it. Do we? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Marvel and DC, both of them. Who would you rank? As your top three villains, <laughs> I know it's on the spot. <laughs> For like me, obviously you saying Joker, I Joker, Joker, Joker uh, just, okay. just, just purely because he is chaotic evil. He is someone who doesn't give a shit about morality. He is someone who doesn't give a shit about the law. <laughs> He's just someone who is really there to make people look at themselves and be like, "You're as dark as I am," and wants to see that in people. Like, um. What do you okay? So like top three villains? Yeah, top three. On what basis? Because whatever you feel, whatever whatever you feel, feel. whether it's film or comic, whatever you feel. Oh man, that's tough. (laughs) I know it's tough. Uh, Venom is up. Okay, Uh, this is both Marvel and DC. Both Marvel and Venom's up there. Uh, Carnage is up there. That that's that (laughs) shit. No, because it has to be Carnage. Maybe not Venom. Which one of these? Carnage actually made the top ten. Carnage, the Joker. I have to think about people that just really made you just really hate them. You know what I mean? Or not not even hate them, but... Because <laughs> I think a good villain needs... You need to be able to hate them, but at the same time, 
understand them. Yeah. Kind of like understand yeah. where they're coming. Kind of like the Shakespeare and Iago. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> tough one. Yeah. <laughs> what are yours? <laughs> well, I'll go ahead and tell you. Joker's not in my top. Uh, and it may be just because I am more a moral bias because I always thought like suspension of disbelief is something I can't do a lot of times and it's like as soon as Joker got caught the first time he'd be put to death there would be there is nowhere in the world where that man who committed who's killed a hundred thousand people throughout the comics would be still alive Mm -hmm. but uh and I get why people would put him up there I I I think uh oh man I just had it in my head uh Galactus is one of them um because <laughs> yeah. he is literally a destroyer of worlds. Yeah, okay, if you're, I'm not looking on those bases though. I think we have different criteria for judging who is the worst. Because like, if you're looking at those, then obviously, like, if you're talking you about the like best a, characters, like story written behind them, yeah, it's not Galactus, right? Um, it, if you're talking about like, I mean, most evil Galactus is up there because he's just doing it to do it. Yeah, but is that evil? Like, there's a difference between doing it because, like, for instance, he's a celestial, so he's eating plants, and he's just like, well, yeah. this is what I do. You yeah. know what I mean? There's a difference between that and being like, that's who you are, and making a conscious decision, whereas I feel like the Joker makes a conscious decision to be like, like, there's something in his head that's going like, I, this, this is how people are. Everybody is cruel. Everybody is evil. And I need that. I need to... Like, in the way he clings on to Batman, you know yeah. what I mean, as, like, this... Because I think that he looks for self-worth in in Batman. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, the Say, now, this is going to surprise me. I really liked Bane in the... What is the name of it? The Dark... Night Rises? Rises. I liked Bane. Right? When he was talking about the reason he was doing everything he was doing, I'm like... Man, I would have been one of Bane's soldiers, <laughs> right? Because like how he felt about government and that kind of stuff, like, like I thought they wrote him real well in that, right? It wasn't the typical, somewhat like, kind of stereotypical mes- Mexican wrestler, uh, El Luchador guy, yeah. right? That he technically is, which I'm sure some people didn't like that. But I like the way they wrote. I just can't. I can't picture Brain without going back to uh, uh, what was the one? That was George Clooney with the uh, you know <laughs> Batman Forever. Yeah, yeah, Forever. Yeah, they, they that that's what I think people think Bane should be like. But I kind of like the way how they did it. How he he could be a mastermind, right? But he thinks, and I mean, you kind of learn. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if I have a top three. Yeah, yeah that's it's a really that's yeah. a super hard question. But like, I looked on and two. how were were they basing it on character or just most powerful? Both actually. Like okay, because what, like, what, what, what did you look up a list or something? Looked up three lists because like we had this talk at work. We were talking about like who's your favorite character, like all time favorite villain, and like he said, number one is Joker. And then, whoever else. I was like, well, for me, I would think it would be Joker, then Lex Luthor, 
then maybe you can go into Marvel, go dark like um, Thanos. I like the mind behind evil, not necessarily. Yeah, that's why that's why I said Lex Luthor, because he is a kind of a genius. So I can take that. But like when you looked at the list, every time it went Joker. Then number two was always Magneto. Mm. (laughs) So like, like I don't like I don't see how Magneto. Well, <laughs> well, if you it, see, this is if they were basing it off, if they were saying they were basing it off of how evil the person is and their power level, essentially, like how powerful they are. Well, Joker's a yet again, he's not super powerful, but he, he is, is Batman. So in that, yes, that's right. the thing though. It's like if you're compared representatively, it, yeah, yeah. But this is still in cinematic universes where Batman will also help fight Doomsday. Right, Batman will also eventually help fight Darkseid. Right, right. That's what you're saying, if you pit so, it up against the, the the villains against each other, then yeah. that I understand that. I understand that part. I can see that. So, like, I, I do like Thanos's backstory, yeah. where he like he was an outcast, right? So that kind of hurt him from the beginning, and then he falls in love with Death, mm-hmm. like the woman version personification of Death. Uh, and wants to like. Didn't Deadpool fall in love with Death too? A, I don't think it's the same Death. It's a different one. There's he also fall, falls in love with Succubus. I think you're thinking of the Succubus, Maybe. which she leaves him for Dracula. Um, like Dracula, like the vampire. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> which so many characters. But yeah, so like, I like Thanos would probably be in my top three just because of like how his. And as a kid, and that damages him, and then his relationship with death makes him want to seek this power and destroy everything mm-hmm. because that would please death. Now, well, I want to have this conversation real quick. Okay, you're right. What about let's, let's flip that over? Who's your like? Who's your superhero? Who me? Yeah. Who's your superhero? Uh, well, of course it's gonna be Spider Man. Is it Spider Man? <laughs> yeah. Always. Always, always, I'm, always. I'm, I'm, I think he could be. The, I see. I think too, he could be anybody. I see myself too much in Spider Man to not say Spider Man. <laughs> oh boy, I don't. I don't yeah. know if I have a superhero. <laughs> I mean, I. I, I I'm not saying he's my favorite. He's not my favorite superhero. I'm talking, uh, but he's not DC, is he? Uh, I don't know. I technically don't know where he is where, at. Where is the Watchmen? Uh, it might be a DC. Um. I, I am uh, the. I don't. I think. I think it is an offshoot of DC. I don't know. We could that. be wrong. I'm just okay. It could we'll just seem like total news yeah. right now. But uh, sorry, probably some person out there listening is gonna be like, "Kid, you don't know. You're not a real person. You're not a real person. You don't know where they're at." Oh, then there's also gonna be the people who are like, "Oh well." Doctor Manhattan's not that powerful. Technically, somebody like Doctor Strange could uh, put him into a time paradox where he can never yeah. escape. Yeah. Well, okay. That's, that's, just, that's like cheating. Like those type of things, interdimensional powers, and like talking. Well, about I mean, uh, technically, Doctor Manhattan's cheating. He can control any matter. He can see into the past and the future, right? But I, I but I understand the character. Okay, let me narrow it down then. The Hulk versus Superman. Who do you think will win? Ah, oh, God, Superman. Because he is strong. He needs to be the win. <laughs> That's the same thing with the Hulk, though. Uh, 
But how much rage do you think can last long within Hulk? Not Kevin J. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Silent <laughs> Bob. What's his real name? Kevin James? No. Kevin James? <laughs> I'm sorry. No. Ah, what is his name? I listen to his podcast. Kevin uh, James, isn't it? No. No. What is uh, his name? Uh, <laughs> wow. Google moment, guys. Yeah, I gotta. Damn. He's been. Not the dude that plays Silent Bob, like James Silent Bob? Yeah, Silent Bob. I, uh, it's bad that I know the character more than him. I'm. Is that not Kevin James? If it, like it's Kevin James. Kevin Smith. Kevin, Kevin Smith. Smith. I really thought it was Kevin Two Smith. of the most common names in America. <laughs> um, but so is Kevin Sorry, James. Kevin. Uh, love you, Kevin. No, you're out there. Big shout out. I've seen, I've seen him on a, on a podcast, and he was talking about how like he was working on a movie, and a guy was like, so who do you think would win? The Incredible Hulk or Superman? And he's like, well, I, I, he thought Superman. He thought Superman. Because of just his powers on Earth. He's just as strong as the Hulk on Earth. Yeah. Right? And the guy was like, well, what if Hulk got him and threw him away? Out, like, out of Earth's orbit. And it's like, he'd still be in range of the sun. So, I don't know. Here, here's the point of, at a certain point, Superman could stop getting, stop getting Hulk mad. Right, and he'll lose his power, and then the Incredible Hulk is a human being then. Yeah, but then if he tried to kill him, he would get angry again. Well, that is so, okay. So I'm saying, like, if you take your hand out of the bathtub with the, the ironing board in it or the iron in it, you're not going to get electrocuted. Yeah, but if you <laughs> stick your hand back in, you're going to get electrocuted. Okay, but here comes the thing of can Bruce Banner die without getting mad? If you walked up well, behind Bruce Banner and shot him in the back of the head... He tried, the, he's tried to kill himself several times before. That's him trying to kill himself. Yeah, but... It, it, the I think the uh, the gene or whatever reacts... Instantaneously? Instantaneously. So pretty much he's Wolverine, but can turn into... like You know what I mean? You can, Wolverine can't be killed, right? His regenerative ability is too fast. Right? So... It, so now Hulk, Bruce Banner has a regenerative ability in his base form. He does. He does. No, no. Mm-hmm. But in the Hulk form, he does. So like, if you were if you get shot, and I mean, if you if you slow anything down, how about this? What if Superman flies around the Earth, right? Which we know would actually just send everybody <laughs> flying a thousand miles an hour in the opposite direction Earth is spinning but let's whatever um, and went back in time well, mm, that's cheating that's not the Hulk that's Bruce Banner as a child hey comics do that and Superman yeah. will be a murderer a baby murderer <laughs> and why would you not just do that with Hitler yeah, yeah, comics, that comics, comics do that you should look up Matthew Malloy yeah <laughs> yeah. Like that shit yeah they, <laughs> you know, they've you done that just, before you see his powers you're like oh god yeah <laughs> but yeah, you yeah, did some good comics. I'm ready for Spider-Man, but like I said, well, I'll say it again, because we're getting near to Wonder Woman. This movie's not good. I will not Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> like, I... See, I, I I know you're saying that, but you know, because we'll where it. we live, we'll go, there's not a lot to do on a Friday night, we're going to go see yeah. Justice League. Yeah. Right? We're just not going to be optimistic when we yeah. go see it. 
Especially not if the runtime's going to be three hours. It's always <laughs> terrible going to movies, you know what I mean? You're like, oh, this is probably going to suck. I've been to movies and I've been proven wrong, but I've also been hurt before. Yeah. I went to... I went into Guardians 2 with somewhat of a low expectation. Like, I thought it would be alright. It blew me away. Yeah. Right? I did the same with Deadpool. You like, did the same I've, been, I've been doing... I think it's because I'm not watching trailers anymore. Right? I watched one trailer, the first one. Trailer nowadays are... Okay, uh, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. So, going to I watched one that. trailer, <laughs> and then I'll go see the movie. I don't watch any more. Yeah. Right? So I've only seen the one trailer for Wonder Woman. I think... Name what? No. Yeah. What's his name washes up on the beach? Chris, Chris, uh, Chris Pine. Right? Yeah. I've seen... That's it. Yeah. Other than other forced ones, maybe, like through ads that I can skip on YouTube or something... That's it. That's. Yeah. I mean, I've like I said, I haven't like I, said, I haven't seen Spider Man trailers, but like I remember like when Guardians like first came out, I was like I was on like yeah, let's go see this movie. But, like it's gonna be really good. And, like him and other, another friend was like it's not gonna be good. And I didn't like, say it wasn't gonna be good. <laughs> I just didn't know anything about it. <laughs> and that's the and, thing. And, yeah, that I was mean, so awesome. You, yet again, <laughs> I I did it. I feel like at least myself, I did a good job with the second one because the first one blew me away. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then I went in with lower expectations. I tried not to have super high expectations, and it worked because it it was great. Met those and it went past. So I don't know, <laughs> and I don't have super high expectations for Wonder Woman. So maybe it will version of it right now. So it's like, yeah, this shit better be good. But as you, we talked in the trailers, it is. Uh, we've been on movies for a while. It's a Star Wars years, guys. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Let's get into Did you just say it's a Star Wars year? Oh, yeah, it's yeah, a Star so Wars year. Last year was a Star Wars exactly. year. Exactly. It was a Star Wars year. It was a Star Wars story year. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but it was a Star Wars year, which has been, the to me, one of the best Star Wars movies of all time. It wasn't uh-huh. Star Wars Those are fighting words, because it probably started Yeah, the original three. Mm, like, uh, I, can watch, I, I can watch Empire Strikes Back. That's it. That's the only way I can watch it. I don't, I don't know what it is about it. I don't know. So let's get let's get into it. What do you think of the Last Jedi trailer? Because because like I, know, well, I, think trailer, I think I think it was a good as a trailer. It was good. I think a lot of the times nowadays, what do you think is going to go? With my bad. Where I think it's going to go? Yeah, we just, we talked about this. Yeah, what well, is we, your what we thought it meant when it said the Last Jedi or the, yeah. it's time for the Jedi to end. Yeah, I think either they could be transitioning into. Her being a great Jedi or them being great Jedi. Yeah. yeah, that might be what I like is. that theory. That would be super cool because yes. then she would have to learn both sides of the force and Yes, and it would make sense. That. But I don't know how people are gonna feel if they're like, hey, we're gonna end the Jedi thing. Well I, I Yes, I technically they'd have to come up with a new term because they're not for them to pivot towards the middle. Like that's really the only really balance. Yeah, it's if, like they know that they have to have light side and they know that they have to have dark side. So why not? If pivot? if that, I mean, that's not necessarily been truly proven. Right. It has happened in the universe that it just worked out like that. So fans have kind of theorized that for every light there is dark, right? So if you end the if they if they shift to the middle and end up killing Kylo or whatever the Sith are, then there is it's covered because there's the gray is both light and dark. Yeah, right. So as 
But I, I don't I'm know. just trying to find out who Snoke is because that he he really interesting. I love Andy Serkis and yeah, like I just I'm really excited to see where that goes. And like I've heard some different things, and like I know of like there's been a bunch of different theories and stuff. But like the way that they're because I heard that they're changing his wardrobe a little bit and making more um, regal. Mm-hmm. I think it's still would be the words. Like, I think it's supposed to be like a white garment with and he's supposed to have gold accents and stuff yeah. like that. Which is really different than your normal black robed. Yeah. I, and honestly, it didn't, even though you couldn't see the color in the first movie, it didn't seem black. It almost it looks like more gray. like either gray or like something uh, Obi-Wan would have wore mm-hmm. in the original trilogy. Like something there it like is. that. That's Obi-Wan, Snoke, Snokey Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Confirmed. Snoke is Obi Wan. That's where he went. So, yeah. what is it that made? Could that be like, like, <laughs> no. like, like there was something that was like, but, but wait, what if? What no. if? Like he said. No. So, what no. is it that made Force Awakens such a lukewarm response toward, except for Rogue One? If that makes sense, because Rogue One seemed to be amazing, while Force Awakens was like a get it engine started again. I thought Force Awakens was like a phenomenal. Really, I thought I thought it was really good. I get, but the, I am somebody who I haven't. I think they're two I, different types of movies. Like, but people enjoy Rogue One more than they do Force Awakens. Some people do. I don't. You don't like you enjoy. I, that? I, but I, I you like also Rogue you, One. you also just said that you can't go back and watch the original trilogy, right? Right, and I'm not. I'm there with you, right? But. Super hardcore Star Wars fans who watch those all the time, they go and watch that, and then they go and watch The Force Awakens, which is just a bigger uh, Empire Strikes Back, right? Right, and, it, but, but the storytelling I feel like is is better just I, just because the cinematography has advanced so much. Like I understand it's one of those things where like I res- like I don't listen to the Beatles, but I respect the Beatles. You know, he said, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> of my no, house. I, I don't listen to the Beatles, but I respect the Beatles and what they do for music. I don't watch Star, the, the first three Star Wars movies, yeah. but I respect what they were. Yeah. Like, I understand, like, that a lot of stuff that they did was super cutting edge and, like, nobody was doing yeah. it before. And it opened up. And it, and stuff. it pretty much blew a hole in the whole, like, sci-fi universe and, like, let a bunch of people in and, oh, and it was yeah. very accessible for people. But I wasn't born in those times and I didn't grow up watching those movies. Yeah. I didn't discover Star Wars until episode one. When my dad took me and said, because my dad saw the first three Star Wars, but I didn't see the first three Star Wars like that. But I saw episode one, I was, because it was a fantastic movie for a kid. I'm in the same boat as you. Uh, episode oh, really? two and episode three, I both I both really liked them. As an adult, I go back and watch them and I'm like, these are kind of cringy. Yeah. And Anakin's a little bitch, but but they they were still those types of movies were are endearing to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I really enjoyed them. But and so. The Force Awakens is a callback to those older movies, but with advanced cinematography and storytelling. Yeah, and I, I think that's the reason why. I like, I think it's because it gives me a window into the older, older mm-hmm. universe, mm-hmm. or newer universe, older. You know how it is, but um, without having to go back and be like, "Oh, this is kind of boring," because they seem boring to me when I when I go back and I get bored. I uh, part of me is also hoping that. They don't do something like they did in the original trilogy where it's like, oh, you blew up our giant planet killer. We're going to build another one. I hope that doesn't happen. Let's think of something new. They turned the sun into a death sun. 
So who do you think her parents are? Who do you think Ray's parents are? Uh, I don't even want to know. <laughs> Part of me wants to think it's Palpatine. Part of me wants to think that some somehow, some way, she's tied into Palpatine. Because that would be That's really cool. It would be a really cool perspective uh, yeah. to see, uh, like, a dark side and then have a ch- child that is... Because it's the same shit for, you know, the, the, the flip-flop. Oh, well, I get what you mean. I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I thought you were going to be like... But oh. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't think, I don't think it's Luke's. I don't think he's, I don't think she's Luke's kid. Uh, no, I think she's more open on the Grinch Road, if anything. It, it, that would... The time-based, it couldn't be a daughter. It would have to be... Like a granddaughter or something. Yeah. But we the, don't know what, what Obi-Wan was doing on, that, on, on Tatooine. Yeah, we don't know what he was slanging. But he'd be down there, be like, "You will sleep with me. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. will sleep with you." <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Oh, so there's kind of, is that for the topic? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man! man. <laughs> it's kind of dark. It's kind of dark. Oh, but you don't know what we're going to be doing. Yeah, probably just had to run off. He's like. Child support, I get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> you got paid. You ain't got paid child support as a force ghost. <laughs> That's awesome. That's why I let Vader hit him. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> this, this death's adding up. <laughs> but like everybody's excited for force. Like it's just cool that we get all the hero movies right now, and it finishes out the year in December. Then we get Han Solo next year, which is kind of going to be See, that, that, to I don't care about hey, Han Solo. I just want to see... I want to see Charles Gambino. I just want to see Donald Glover. Fuck the bullshit. Yeah, no, that, that is cool. I would, because I like him as Okay, so what... Okay, so as we wrap down. Y'all have any questions for me? <laughs> um, Coke or Pepsi? Pepsi? Alright. <laughs> is that it? That's it. Okay, you got to go shit. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> we're good in the hood. Yeah, you know, I mean, like you, you're the you guys are the reason why. I almost going to do on a day with him. Well, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can be the first to tell you, Tucker is not a redheaded girl. Dang, <laughs> it's not gonna happen, bro. Although <laughs> we can get you there, buddy. <laughs> day three, make you twenty-six. <laughs> Dave. Call me Caitlin. Oh, <laughs> uh, she started with a K too. I can't do that. <laughs> or if it's a C, then yeah. Harry's in the redheads. Yep. Oh, yeah, really young. It's kind of <laughs> okay. Um, got any music you recommend people? Yeah, I got all kinds of. What like what? No, like the musician over here. Musician. What, the, what album? Oh, man, I've been listening to a lot of um, Charles Campbell. Oh yeah. That new album that he came out with, like at first when I listened to it, I was like, "This is not what I was expecting." I'm looking right now. Yeah, I've listened to that one like 1,500 times. Did you you see that video? What? Did you see the video I put on Facebook of uh, Ludwig? Like they like went in and had him like break down how he put the song together. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that shit was it, awesome. Yeah, I showed it to him. It, it was <laughs> that's what amazing. Made, that's what made me feel... And like that, it just felt like... It felt like something that was missing from the culture. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like... When you say culture, what do you mean? Yeah, for real. I'm go do you by, mean I, just after American culture? I mean black culture. Like, I feel like too, too many nowadays, like when people think of black music... You think of Kendrick, like Kendrick or some shit. Automatically go to hip-hop. And even... 
Even though yeah. there are really good hip hop artists like Kendrick Lamar, it, 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 like we needed something else. Like, yeah, because no. you, you, I, like I come we from an era of listening. Like I cannot stand. I used to be a. I love seventies, eighties R and B and soul. No, music. Yeah, that, and that's and it, the way that it translated in, or transitioned into like the stuff that we have now. They all sound the same. It's all auto tune. It's all like this. <laughs> And it's monotone and and this song, trying to be like Michael Jackson yeah right? and like yeah. just to have something that was like modern but at the same time connected back to that that those roots like it felt it felt great to me so looking to Charles Gambino looking to Charles Gambino uh, I've been listening to um, I don't know if you ever heard of Anderson Pack oh you need to listen to him I wish I will um, it's uh, what is he like <sighs> I've seen him. He's I think he sounded like he's, he kind of raps, but at the same time he sings. Um, he's got a tiny desk concert that I would yeah, I, to I, listen I, to. Um, but his music is really good. I, I'll, it's different. It's 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 got a real kind of beachy vibe because I mean he's from you know California. He lives on the beach, but he, he's got an interesting perspective. Like I think he was homeless for a little while, and um, he just really. You just have to look up some of his songs, and that's him, and it's like dot, it's like a period, and then P A A K. Yeah. Um, but his stuff's really good, and then I've been listening the past few days. I've been listening to this girl, and I think she's from uh, England or UK or somewhere over there. But she um, Nao or N A O. Um, her stuff's super different, and it's but it's she can she can sing, but it's also kind of like got like a groovy vibe to it. Um, but it's really good. I would recommend that you listen to her. Um, that's really all. I mean, other than like, I, I like to listen to like Schoolboy Q and <laughs> Kendrick Lamar, and you know what I mean, I like my gangster rap too. <laughs> NWA. What about you, Jake? You got any music you recommend? Um, I I gotta give a shout out to Postmodern Jukebox. Yeah, Postmodern is awesome. <laughs> that that it's a it's a YouTube channel where they take like eat modern music and like play it in either a fit, sometimes even twenty style like big band swing, but or 50s, 60s, 70s style. Um, there's some really good singers that rotate through on there. Some of them were on American Idol. They're they're pretty good. Um, then there's this girl from Norway. Her name's Aurora. Uh, I'm gonna name my daughter that. Uh, <laughs> she is really good. She's a very good singer. She's very. Uh, if you see a video of her, she uses her body to sing. Like she is very like. I don't know why I just picture somebody's belly button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, amazing, huh? Uh, <laughs> but she's really good. I really like. Like, I listen to her stuff every day. Um, yeah. That's really all I can think. I mean, I've been, I, I've been going back on uh, Soundgarden and Audio Slave because yeah. Cornell passed yeah. away. So I've been so listening to Chris Cornell? Uh, any movies that you recommend? That I mean, other than what we've talked about, not really. Oh, nothing else? Not Get Out? <laughs> I haven't seen Get Out yet. No, it's no, out. I, it's out. We, gotta, we might have to watch that. Yeah. Okay. Uh... You guys want to play your gamer tags or no? <laughs> nah. Nah, like, I, I pretty much played by myself. In the yeah. 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 Uh, you got anything else? 
No, I was going to suggest uh, if you want a new comedy in your life, try look up Letterkenny and watch that. <laughs> uh, there's another guy that uh, I forgot about. I was going through my okay. my jump back ends. Uh, Jadena. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. London, yeah. yeah, I showed him that. That's good. I like yeah. We were actually in a, a chat yesterday playing Marvel Heroes, and like one of my friends, a child to recency by his radio, checked out his newest episode uh, called "I Kept the Receipts." That shit was funny, but he he kept on saying that in the chat. Long with the chief. I was like, yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I don't have any. Movies suggest of the Actually, movie. Tucker's hair right now reminds me. Yeah. <laughs> Barbershop. One barbershop. Yeah. I thought I, when I, the other day, I'm like, I kind of have Jadena's hair. You do look. <laughs> you bought Rachel and you had uh, red hair. You look yeah. like Jadena. Yeah. yeah. You know, like straight up. <laughs> A fat Jadena. Because he's skinny. But. Well, thank you guys for coming on. Like I said, thank you, Somerville. Thanks for having me. For uh, doing the logo. I like yeah. it. Everyone's like, what's that logo about? Like, it, it's a wolf howling, which I look at it as people coming towards it to give their insight on things. And, like, thank you, Somerville. Uh, Tucker, actually, you got too many Jacobs in this building, too, for showing me podcasts. Because, like, he, said, he showed me Joe Rogan. I was like, oh, this shit sucks. I don't even know it. What this shit is, and I'm suddenly like the next day, I'm like, Yeah, I'm hooked. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, so it's really cool that, I'm, that we're doing this. And like I said, thank you for turning in because we just did another A Way moment where we just dove deep. Because I think that's the most I've talked about gaming in like the last two weeks, and it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I go deep. Yeah, yeah, we go deep for yeah, real. You guys have me back. I had to talk about this whole theory I have on jellyfish taking over the world. <laughs> Not even kidding. Y'all watch out. Jellyfish taking over the world. I ain't kidding. Y'all going to be regretting these words in a few okay, years. Okay, I don't know if he'll have you back for that, but... Be three. So... So, which will, which will be a three-day part. I'm going to have plan to have Tucker, if you want to uh, take part, on part two, which will be like the Wednesday after... So, so after the big three? Yeah, after the big three, you'll okay. have Wednesday, and then I'll have uh, David Smith. He'll fish it out Thursday. So. Okay, so, that's good. Uh, that being said, this was a Word of Influence episode 10. You can catch me on Twitter under at AgentPodiplus23. It's the same as my gamertag, PlayStation 4. And just leave a review and catch us later. Tomorrow. Hey, what? <laughs> yeah, it's some kind of wolf <laughs>